0: We'll i right
1: Welcome to episode 28 of Zapped to the Past. I am Adrian Mills and I am joined as always by Graham Raddings. If you haven't listened before, this is a podcast where we discuss games that were released for the Commodore 64. Last week we looked at our first batch of games from issue 14 of Zapped 64, which we are in no way affiliated with, and we were spun by Spin Dizzy, perturbed by Pumpkins in Cauldron 2, and frozen in time with Fairlight. In episode 28, which covers June 1986, we're going to be concluding our look at the games from that issue, along with what was going on at the cinema and on TV that month. To Graham, what do we have to look forward to in this episode?
0: In this amazing cheeseboard of an episode, we stave off death by exhaustion and try and stay alive long enough to enjoy Spellbound, get our gold medal, martial arts pants and a twist with international karate, and wince at the bulging, blocky buffoonery of Bomb Jack. We also get our bungee cords and a twist with bounces, feel our inner forest gumps emerging with ping-pong before letting the sugary pixel eye candy of Starquake make us want to smash things in a difficulty rage. Now, pass me the cream cheese, AD. This is going to get messy.
1: Nice. Sounds good. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. So let's crack on. It may be. Let's get into it. Let's get into our first game. Our first game is... Spellbound. Were you spellbound? I was spellbound. Maybe I am spellbound. Am I still spellbound? Am I singing the Susie and the Banshee song? I don't know. Um, so this is the sequel, isn't it, to Finders Keepers, and probably Master of Magic. Let's not let's not cut to the chase a little bit. I know it's not the same character, but there's some Master of Magic there's DNA in heavily here. heavily well. influenced uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same guy in it. It's the Darlings and whatever the guys. So we must play as Magic Knight again from Finders Keepers, um, and we have to in this game rectify the cock up of um, is it on a gimbal, the wizard? Yes. Um, who has transported both of them and a host of other characters to the mystical castle of Karn. Uh Not to be confused with Ricardo Montalban. God! Uh, <laughs> indeed, that would be really good if it was his castle. He just got there and it was just a load of burly men with their chests out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, you are come to my castle, I will stab at thee. <laughs> From hell's hearts, I stab at thee. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so what do we have here, we have another flick screen adventure of finding the object and taking it to the right place or using it in the right place to solve a puzzle, and so on. That's this game, really, isn't it? Yes. The visuals it is. are decent enough. They're very Spectrum-esque. They're single-color sprites mostly. Um, soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was uh, a little unfairly maligned in the Zap review. I think this is a really good. Hub I of agree. Piece personally. I think
0: it's become one that's been respected in over time. Oh, you think it's
1: a bit of a, You think it's a grower, not a shower? <laughs>
0: I've got horrific images in my mind right now. <laughs> yes, I think this over time this one's become something that's been far more respected upon reappraisal than it was at the time. Um, Grower. Yes, uh, I wouldn't want to align it to a, some kind of penile <laughs> thing, but yes. Uh, I'm going to go wash those. my hands and face now. Just, just I'll be back in a moment.
1: <laughs> Rob Hubbard. Uh, I'm, 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 that's Sorry, it. Sorry, cut that out. I'm washing, I'm washing my hands and face <laughs> and beak. Your man beak. Ah,
0: no. <laughs> Look, there's only so much soap one can take in the eye. That's not soap. <laughs> and it's not my eye. <laughs> oh dear. As you oh were. Dear.
1: As a well, <laughs> really, really, <laughs> um, okay. So I did like the music. <laughs> I do think it is a very good piece of music. I really like this. It, it, it is. It uh, is it, good. I, I, I get what they say. It's, it's quite intrusive, isn't it? It's very. It's very. Um, it's a very strong piece of music. So I get what they're saying. And yes. maybe it is a little bit dramatic for this game because the, the game is a little bit fun. So maybe there is a bit of a incongruity to the music and the actual theming and, and the styling of the game that doesn't quite gel. But on its own. You know, probably listen to side. It's a very good piece of music. Yes. Um, so the main draw here, the thing that the innovative part of this game is the the clever window window system used um, to navigate the game. So it's similar to the one in Master of Magic, although it's kind of souped up a little bit. Um, so you can, this allows the player to pick up, drop, examine, read, and even blow objects uh, in order to solve issues set in the many characters. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no wonder he's spellbound. I, that's you. That's on you. That one, not me. <laughs> Get that soap out. <laughs> so there's loads like of the characters around the place um, who have also been transported to this castle that you've got to basically solve the problems of um, and or issues with and, and, and figure keep them out what's alive. going on and keep them alive. Well, there is that as well because they just randomly could randomly die. Um, and the, the problem is, is that there's not a lot of logic to a lot of this. Um, I found so because just for an example. Right in the beginning, you've got a, there's a dwarf that's asleep. Um, so I'd found a saxophone and I blew the saxophone next to him. It told me it made a cacophonous noise, but it never woke him up. I was like, well, I thought it would do. You know, logically, blowing a saxophone in someone's yeah. ear, it's going to wake them up. Especially um, dwarves, you know, if, especially dwarves, especially if you do it in that sort of soothing, sexy saxophony way. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Kenny G style. Um, yeah, maybe, so maybe, that way, maybe yeah. dwarves just hear that in their sleep all the time. Dude, <laughs> dwarves dream in the key of G yeah exactly they dream in the key of G and they dream of that they dream of that that whole A careless yeah. whisper yeah. If, not, uh, not the guy from Lost Boys no, when, well, not, I still
0: believe
1: <digamos> no, no. <laughs> the saxophone oh. dwarves dream of saxophone the, actually, <laughs> the epic sax guy <laughs> now, now there I- I- that's um that's a good prog album dwarves dream of saxophone love it's waiting to be released <laughs> proggy people who listen to our podcast you know what you need get to on, do get on it get on it now oh, i, I want to see that cover, there's a cover crap for you to do <laughs> dwarves dream of saxophone do dwarves world.
0: dream of electric saxophones <laughs> probably
1: um so all this is you know, quite clever so it's coming from master of magic it's coming from finest Keepers. There's a, there's a sense of that this is a clever game. The problem, um, well, the main problem I found with this game was y- you just die. Yep. <laughs> you, you have a stamina that just is constantly going down and, and somehow if you don't top it up, you just die. Yep. no indication um, of it either. There, no, there is a bar that's just going down and I know I didn't understand it and then it went, oh, you died. It reminded me of uh, uh, the fainting of Jeff Capes um, Which is a film that's on Netflix. If you ever want to catch it, it right now, it's up there with the, the Haunting of Hill House.
0: The same people made
1: it. <laughs> the Haunting of Black Hill. The fainting of Jeff Cage. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it. What's that in the background? Junk. <gasps> oh, he's fainting again. <laughs> what is that noise? Your your, your tea shook. <laughs> there was a ripple in the tea, Mother. All of all of the birds are attacking each other. What's going on? But they're only butchers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <yes. laughs> so, so, my problem with that is that I, I just don't think that kind of mechanic works. It does not work in a game where the challenge should be working no. out the puzzles, not having to worry about your health slowly draining away for no reason. Mm. And and it kind of, I don't want to, if, if I want to play a game like this where load of objects, trying to figure it out, wandering around, trying to piece together the puzzles. Trying to figure out which yeah. object works, through it. I, I don't want to have to worry about my health. Death. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a game that requires that. That just feels like something, again, stuck in because, oh, you know, you've got to have death. Well, mm. it's like, yes, that's fine. We'll have things that maybe, because there's a bit like if you're not carrying the bottle near the beginning and you go into a dark room, yeah, death, death instantly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it, it's a bit just too prescribed. It's a bit too harsh and doesn't. And, doesn't engage me in wanting to keep playing it. Yeah. Once I died once from running out of health, I just turned it off. Yeah. I didn't want to go back to it. It doesn't matter how clever your window system is. It doesn't matter how funny it is or whatever, or the great music. You kill me like that, and you just lose me as a as a as a player. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, not yeah, interested yeah. at that point yeah. because I don't think you're valuing my time. Um. I think you just it, it's just a bit of a joke. So, yeah. it, it it. If you took that out, this would be, I think, a really really good game. Yeah. But. Because I think there's a lot to like here. And if you allowed me to explore it at my own pace, because it's fast, it's nippy. The actual window-mation system is very clever. And works really well. But that single mechanic, nope. And I was off. That, for me, was the the nail that drove into the coffin of this game. And that's what I felt. So how about you? No, I have
0: to say I felt the same. There was such the makings of an interesting game here. I like the Magic Knight character. I liked I don't know we like these collecting games, but yeah, I had a teleport and a teleport key. And it was obvious that that was the gate to you know transfer yourself from quickly from one place to another, so. But the, the, the mainstay of the game quickly became undone. I died for no real reason at one point, which was the not having the glowing bottle thing. Mm-hmm. When I got that, um I died then repeatedly for no reason for not doing something in the right time frame. That is frustrating in a game like this because the answer to doing that is really not clear. Um, it's really down to chance just to be, you know, just to know that you need to do these things over and over again. So eventually you can overcome that by just chance elements of knowing that to hand the glowing bottle to one of the characters to hand it, take it back off them, and stuff like that. Eventually you'll figure it out, maybe. But do you know what? By the time you'd figured it out, you'd be bored out of your mind with this. Um it's such a tragedy, really, because I like the fact there was a lot to explore in here. The music was good. I liked the Windymation system. I liked a lot about this game. The graphics were good. No, they were single sprite, but okay. You were clearly ginormous because you were towering above Thor and stuff like that, but okay. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. So it's not too shabby. And for $2.99, all right, there's a lot of game here, and it's actually not bad for the price. So I think that's what swung it towards its 94% rating in Zap and as Sizzler. Mm Because there is a progression of the games that have come before it. And if you can just figure out quickly how to stay alive, then you're going to stay alive and you'll be able to figure out the the puzzles. But you know what? I hate to think how long it might take you to get there because the answer is not obvious. It's not obvious that you need to give the glowing bottle to one of the characters, to him to do something. And you've got to wake that character up. So you've got to find the thing that wakes him up, which is not the saxophone. It's the thing that someone or the other character says. It's not obvious and it's not that it's not obvious. It's also not something you're going to figure out fairly quickly. Bear in mind that every time you go into a different room or maneuver yourself around, you're losing life. So you're on a you're mm. on a time clock to figure stuff out, and then it's a bit stupid in that respect because it almost feels like you're being punished just for being alive in this game until you figure mm. stuff out. And it's not something that's obvious to figure out. You would figure it out by trial and error. That there isn't a logical connection between um. Maybe waking one of the characters up with the horn of whatever it is from the character you picked that up from, but you've got to navigate this game and in, in inquire about these things with these characters and read and ask questions and do all those things with the windimation system. You're going to die multiple, multiple times of exhaustion before you even get to the point where you've figured that out and that you can use the teleport system to be near one character and then just. It's just before you even get to that point are you going to be bored of playing this endlessly and repeatedly and going over and over and over again and having the same thing when you, when you first start the game, you've got the advert you don't need, you can pick up the book of instructions you don't need. You don't, I think you would tire of this game quick, quicker than it has more appeal. And that was mm-hmm. my, my worry about it is that I enjoyed the music and the game and the graphics. And for two 99, it's a bit of a bargain, but you're going to play this 900 times before you figure that stuff out. Or you're going, yeah, or, just, or you're uh, going to wait for Zap to tell you what to do. So. Yeah. Or
1: you're going to go back and play Master of Magic, which is better. Yeah,
0: Master of Magic is better than this. There is clear borrowings. I, I liked and didn't like the Windermation system, I have to say. It felt over-clicky. I was clicking on things. It, you know, And the irony of it is... When those menus appear, it almost looks like you could press the letters on the keyboard that would would equate to the actions you were going to take, but you don't. So you've got to go click on the thing, click all the way down, click on the item you want to do, then click it, you know, Mm. click, are you sure? Yes. Which is great because there's many items you might click on by accident because you can easily overshoot the thing you're trying to click on. Then you've got to go Mm. all the way through to, no, I don't want to do it. And then go back through it again. So the, I think there's a little bit of logical thinking that didn't happen in this game. And um, it's, like I said, I like the soundtrack to Spellbound. And I think it's become something of a Hubbard classic. During the 8-Bit Symphony, I think Spellbound was one of the things that was one of the big Rob Hubbard things. I think maybe if, if it's not in the original 8-Bit Symphony, it's in the, the, the second phase of it all. It's a great Rob Hubbard score. And it sort of suits the game, but not in the same way that Master Magic does Master Magic, and and yes, I think that's why it, it kind of. But I think it's because this game repeats so often, you never get that far into the soundtrack to really kind of get the gist of it. So I think it's a it's a tragic shame that this game was too hard to really get into. And ninety four percent, I can get it because it's two ninety nine. But what a, what a shame! What a great shame it is. So yeah, that was it's my just, take. It's just a couple. Of, it's a couple of
1: additional mechanics that just let it yeah, down. Just isn't it? if you
0: hadn't died, if I don't even know really why this game needed that exhaustion no, it mechanic, it's, to- it it's totally irrelevant to the game. You don't, if you know, if you if your character is just going to die by walking around, what is the point? If was in space, or if there was some limitation of oxygen, or there was something that would prov- would make it that happen, but just to die because you're tired, it's just a cheap way of making this game repeat. So no, for me, it's just. I, I love Spellbound, yeah. but take that out. Take that bit out, and it's better. So. Yeah, I think Same. so as well.
1: So, yeah. There you go, indeed. All right, okay, so that's Spellbound. Um, Let's go on to our next one. Mm-hmm. So our next one uh, is, is relative. It's not, is it budget? No, it's mid-price mid, mid range. But this is International Karate, I.K. £6.50 and 91% sizzler. Graham, go on. International karate, <laughs> tell us all about it. Two people fighting. Anyways, next game. <laughs> International karate.
0: Okay. It's a karate game. It's two player. It is you now one player versus the other. You've got multiple moves. It's it's essentially a Wave the Exploding Fist clone. Okay. So let's just get that out of the way, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Now this takes everything about Wave the Exploding Fist and makes it better. And it does. So the music's better. The sound effects are better. The backgrounds are better. Graphics are a little bit smaller, but they're better animated. The fight moves are better. The controls are better. They're more intuitive. The fight controls that you have when you pull off really good moves because they do kind of a you know a little. Uh, I don't know what you call it when they they have a little celebration when you do a really good move. I don't know what you call it when you like, sort of do a little.
1: You do, you do that sort of handshake, don't you? On you, on your thigh. Yeah, they sort of
0: rub their hand yeah. on the fire, and then I don't know how you, how you even describe that without it sounding weird.
1: But they have little
0: animations to celebrate that they do those things. The in-between game is like. Uh, you he headbutts the tiles, and you got a shake, waggly joystick to crack the tiles in a kind of a, in a kind of a classic uh, karateka, not karate the game karate sort of, kung yeah, yeah. fu move, and not even kung fu. I don't know what that is, but this it is essentially a really, really slick, super brilliant fighting game, international karate, and it has everything going for it. Everything. It is a clone of other games that came before it. Is that a big problem? I don't think so, because I think this does those things better. It's Alistair, um... What's it? Archie McLean. Uh, sorry, it's Archer McLean. So it's got a pedigree of programmer behind it. It's got Rob Hubbard in the soundtrack. So it's got a Hubbard soundtrack behind it. A good one as well. A really great version of Merry Christmas to Lawrence, amongst other things. And we reviewed our uh, way to Exploding Fist way back in episode five of Zap to the past. Zap gave it 93% back then. And... If you read the review in this issue of IK, um, International Karate, IK, International Karate, um, they, all of the reviewers say this is better than International Karate. All of them, they do. They say that in the review. all oh, This is so much better. It's an advance. It's much better. And yet, this game scored an overall 91% and Way the Exploding Fist scored 93 And therefore, neither of them got a gold medal. Now, I think this is a travesty which I can't get my head round. And I have read the review in Zap and I have played the game. Now, I have a strong affinity for IK because it's a great game. It's simple in what it does. It's no different to any of those fighting games. One-on-one fighter, two player is amazing. There's an extra added mechanic in IK where you can score a half point or a full point. you have a judge. It judges your, your skill of what you did at the time. There's nice touches to IK that work. And later down the line, it became an even better game. IK is an amazing combat game on the C64. If IK, sorry, if um, if Way of the Exploding Fist didn't exist, this would be the Duriger platform holding master of that genre. And I think actually it is because it does things better than Way of the Exploding Fist. It's faster, it's more punctual, the moves are quicker, characters are a little bit better it's just it's like way exploding fist on on roids a little bit so how this scored less overall in zap than way the exploding fist generally speaking is this and this is weird so zap gave it 93 percent right and um 91 sorry sorry they gave way the exploding fist 93 and they 93. gave gave uh, international crack 91 uh, the game got higher scores than way the exploding fist in all but graphics which was 91 versus 95, which is inexplicable really because the backgrounds and everything else are better. In last ability, it got 91% versus in, which is where the exploding fist versus 90% in zap for for international karate. And hookability was the same. So how did this score 91% overall less and how did it not get a gold medal? I don't get it. And I don't get it because this is a better game than an international, uh, sorry, a better game than Where the Exploding Fist. It's more fun, it's faster, it's slicker, it's better, the music's better, the sound's better, the graphics are better, the hookability's better because the scoring system's different, the AI is better, the last ability therefore is better. Everything about this game is better than *Wear the Exploding Fist. I do not Get how the scoring in zap worked on this game i don't i don't understand it and i think that is a travesty because i think it makes this game feel a bit less good than it actually is it's amazing it is an amazing game and i think it's a travesty i don't get it um even all the reviewers in that reviewer's app and you can go back, you can go and read it yourselves you can find it online and read it or have it originally and read it all of them say that the international karate is a better game than Wave of the exploding fist so i don't get scoring on this i don't get how it's not a gold medal i don't get it it's not even a is it is a sizzler but i don't get how it's not a gold medal because they don't even criticize it for being derivative which you could argue that might be the thing that sets it back apart from the fact that the presentation score is six percent or five percent sorry higher it doesn't make any sense to me sorry it doesn't it it annoys me really because not only even if you base the fact that this game was marginally not as good as internet uh marginally not as good as Way the Exploding Fist. The price is £6.50 for goodness sake, which is normally the thing that they hinge some of these reviews on in Zap. I don't get it. I thought it's great. I still think it's great. It's a fantastic game. And it should and it should be and is a gold medal, as much as Way the Exploding Fist is a gold medal. If that is and should have been. So is this. And I think it's a travesty to this day that it wasn't recognised that way. So there you go. And I've even got a graphic where I've compared the scores where and I'll put that online so you can see it. Um, and it's just, it's ridiculous. But what did you think?
1: Uh, uh, right. <laughs> okay. Um. I I get what you're saying. I fully understand what you're saying because this is a better game than Exploding Fist. Um. In, 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 pretty in every much way. Most, most way. Most ways, yes. I don't think that's... I don't think that's arguable. I think most people would would, would agree with you there. Um, it's more fluid. It's faster. Um, I would... Uh, Exploding Fist, by the way, does have half points. Um, I didn't think cause it you did. Get half, yeah, because you, you get half the yin and yang because you have the yin and yang oh, okay. symbols as, as the points. So you can score half points in, in that. So it's, it's similar. You can do that as well in there. So if you get a clean contact in Way Exploding Fist, you get a full yang, <laughs> full yin and yang, whatever you want to call it. But uh, a thing is, it, it gets you half a point. Um... So that does exist in Exploding Fist. Um, I'm not sure. I know you said it was. You preferred it. I, I wasn't sure that the move set was quite as intuitive as Fist. I don't. There was one I think which is down, down towards which does a, a high kick. Does the high kick? I think that's quite un, unintuitive. That doesn't, doesn't feel right. Um, uh, so th- I don't know. It, for me, it felt a bit, a bit weird, and, and, I, and I felt sometimes I was fighting against the controls. However, small things. Um, it is you know it's it's actually this is a, a really 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 good fighting game um the thing i would say for for me whereas i think exploding fist was revolution this is evolution so for me this is building upon maybe t- something that you know i know exploding fist came along on the back of something like kung fu master um but i think you know exploding karate fist karate champ really c- yeah karate champ not kung fu master yeah sorry karate champ you are right um so it came up on the back of karate champ but i think it did so much more i think it you know shaped the way we looked at sort of two player fighting games in that way this is you know it's exploding fist souped up you know it's exploding fist plus with you know speeded up Um, and i think the thing is with this is that if you put this i think if, if international karate if you put international karate and you put exploding fist and they came out in the same month you would go International is the better game. You've got nine months, nine, 10, 11 months of evolution of people getting better with the the hardware, people learning stuff, people looking at this and probably deconstructing, you know, there's, you know, deconstru- I'm sure Archie McLean, I don't know whether he did, but, you know, you can look at the code. These people will probably be aware of what code was going into and how they were doing things. Yep. So you're building upon that. So in that respect, I can understand the lower overall score because I think, I think, exploding fist is the gold medal because of when it comes out it's mid 1985 we've not had anything else like it and i think this is a refinement of that but it's 10 months when was the exploding fist was it issue five We, we looked well, it at it. What, episode what,
0: what? five we looked at so
1: issue so whatever. what would that have been in issue three it was, early, it, was issue, it was the issue beachhead four? two
0: issue i think
1: to issue four i think so issue four so we're now in issue what, 14 there so were 10 issues on we're nearly a year on um, and so to me, yes, this is a, a much better, you know, it's a better fighting game to play. And everything about it is faster, smoother, nicer music. Everything, all the presentational aspects are what you would expect from a game made 10 months later onwards. But it's still, as you, you know, as you even said, it's, it's exploding fists souped up on roids. Does that mean it should be a gold medal? I, I probably don't think so, and I and I would be surprised. You know, Zap didn't give as much as we bemoaned <laughs> it for it. We didn't. It didn't. Exploding Fist didn't get a gold medal. I, I couldn't. I can't see. I, I couldn't see a world in which this hit would would get closer. And I get the ninety-one percent because then I get the slightly lower score overall than Exploding Fist because Exploding Fist feels like a, a, a an explosion onto the scene, whereas this feels like all right. This is taking that. Pro- Taken that template, thing it and smoothed it out, made it better, thing it up. But it's still that. And that's that's where I, I come at this from. So that's not to say it's not better, because it is better than exploding Fist. However, um, you know, I think like I said, it's 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 evolution. It's building on the shoulders of the game, really yeah. the game that went before. I, I
0: don't think that it deserves to be punitively graded because it's but advan- I don't think it- because it's advancing that genre, which is
1: but I well, think if, if they reviewed Exploding Fist in issue 14, it wouldn't have got 93. It no, probably would have been in the 80s. No, no, I agree.
0: But at the same time, this is a advance of this genre. This is a fighting combat game. And I.K. does things that, that Where the Exploding Fist does not. And it takes it in mm-hmm. a slightly different direction. It might be relatively similar. And the gameplay might be relatively the same as Where the Exploding Fist. I get that. But um, you can't punish a game for being better at the genre it's attempting and then say that it's and then say in the review that it's better but give it yeah, worse I don't scores think pu-
1: it doesn't make sense i don't think they're punishing it i think they're just just re- i i think that the they're looking at it in the context of we're 14 issues in and what is this in right now and like i said if exploding fist came out at that point i doubt exploding fist would have got as high but
0: the thing is it scores higher in presentation it scores higher in sound. It scores higher in almost everything. It but, scores higher in value for money, and yet it still but, scores overall lower than where they explain. But maybe this—I
1: don't. But maybe get this that. is a problem with the actual actual scores rather than because if you like you said, if you read the text, they all say this. Look, it's a better game. Go play it, and, and it's about You know, if you want the if you want the pinnacle one-on-one fighting game on the Commodore sixty-four at this point, then this is it. You're not going to get better. That's it.
0: Yeah, and again, and I, I get
1: that, and I think to myself, okay, that's if that's the basis of where they were
0: and where they became, that's fine. Mm. But, you know, we our remit for this podcast is that we play these games now and just see if they're as valid as they were oh, yeah, then. Yeah. And I think that International Karate is a better game that leads on to better things than Where the Exploding Fist. Where the Exploding well, Fist what... led on to Fist 2 and Fist Plus. International Karate led on to IK Plus. So the but game also, that set the also trend fist... for the development of those games was IK. It was not Where the Exploding Fist.
1: But I.K. came from Way of the Exploding Fist.
0: Yeah, and you could argue that. I'm not sure that it does. I think there's more of a borrowing to um, Karate Champ and just redoing it and doing Karate Champ but doing it faster and better with better music and better sounds than, than they looked at Way of the Exploding Fist and just tried to remake that. Because I think this, if they'd have done that, you'd have ended up with another version of Way of the Exploding Fist. This is not necessarily just that. And IK Plus kind of proved that because they were able to add more dynamics than another player and all those things. I guess I think I just I think it's just down to where your affinity is like. Don't get me wrong, with exploding fist is a very important game across all um machines at that time, whether it was BBC Model B or Acorn Electron through to Commodore 64 and beyond. IK I think is an important C64 game. And I think and the testament to that is that later down the line, of course, it's just massively improved. It's just weird, isn't it? It's weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't I think, you know, this uh, IK is uh, like I said, IK at this point and if you're going to go back and play a a one-on-one fighting game, if you had a choice of two, Exploding Fist or, you know, IK, play IK. It's faster and better it's more responsive. Yeah, kung fu in there. You have got Ya Kung Fu, but don't go play that because the collision detection is crap. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, and and I think and I think also as well, Ya Kung Fu is a different kind of fighting game because it's more that's more sort of Chinese cinema, Arcade, you know, yeah, homo- uh, yeah you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, this is Whereas very much the, these, the
0: Bruce di- Lee Enter the Dragon yeah, one-to-one it, it, fighting game. That's where that came yes, from, definitely.
1: Absolutely. So, the, like you said, it's Karate Champ, Exploding Fist. There's a lineage. I think the thing is. The the lineage for me goes karate champ, exploding fist, ik ik plus. I think fist two and fist plus or whatever they're in a mm-hmm. They're off on their own thing. You don't get. I don't think you get ik if you don't get way of the exploding fist. No, I no. Think I, 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 I agree. I just
0: think that um, I'm not sure that they are. I'm not sure that the lineage is way of the exploding fist and ik was a thing because of it. I think ik is a game because they based it on a fighting game. And just wanted to do better than Karate Champ. Mm. And they did. And because you know, there's... I think way the Exploding Fist is far more like Karate Champ than International Karate is. Mm. But it's, like you say, it's... You know, we can debate it till the cows come home, aren't we? The fact is, it should it have been 91%? No. It should have been higher than that. Maybe if it's not a gold medal, okay, I get that. Maybe it's not because they, maybe they just don't do that. But 91% is a landmark, International Karate, based on all the scores based on the reviewers' comments, it should have been higher. Should have.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I, I think that, for me, the takeaway from this is is the text rather than the score for me. And the text, I think, you know, speaks volumes in in saying that it's a better game. Yeah. And I think we agree. We, I think that's the thing we're in agreement of, and mm. maybe you're splitting hairs of our numbers, that the actual important part here is that mm. this is, at this point now, episode 14, episode 28, what we're doing, this is, you know... Yep, this is your 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 go to fighting game on the C sixty yeah. four now. Go play this now. And it's all it's way all the moot. Way the exploding fist has been superseded. Yeah, and it's all moot till IK plus comes along. Then it's all well. That's the thing. And and see I think IK, after that. <laughs> I think IK plus is revolution. Yes,
0: no, Whereas, evolution.
1: Say, no, I think IK plus is proper revolution. That third character, that's revolution. Yeah. that's
0: new AI.
1: That's, some, that's AI, something yeah. different. True. Um, and True. weirdly. Very rarely seen until you get sort of character action games yep. like Bayonetta and, and, and you know, God of War. No, I agree. Multiple, multiple characters.
0: But uh, anyway, go play in Sasha Karate as well. Because, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I know, absolutely. I Actually, you know what? The one thing I will say is this um, as a final sort of hurrah, um, IK is lost in the mix. IK does get lost because of IK. Plus mm. So mm-hmm. I think if you, people talk about amazing fighting games on 8 bit and 6 and 8 and 16 bit platforms, they took way the exploding fist and they took RK like plus. And Shasta Karate does get lost in there, I think. And maybe, maybe, think, yeah. and maybe, maybe the reason it does is because it's for the exact reasons we said, it's just kind of seen as an also run as opposed to the uh, great fighting game that it becomes. So maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. But uh, go play it anyway. And just because it's, for, and I'd have been pleased at 650 for this mm. at the time, I think.
1: Well, absolutely. For 650, this is an absolute steal. And I yeah. think we... I'm not sure if we, we... And I and I think we were probably as guilty of that as what you just said, because I think we played IK Plus low. Oh, we did. I don't on, reme- on the Amiga I don't reme- more than
0: the C64, actually.
1: Yeah, but, the game, but I don't remember us playing IK much.
0: No, we didn't. No, we
1: didn't. I know I played it a lot when it came out, no. but I think once IK Plus arrived... No, you're right, we didn't. It's a, it's a fact, we
0: didn't, because...
1: Yeah, because we had that old Fist Tournament. Fist, Fist, well, Fist, Fist Tournament
0: Plus. came out on the back of Fist 2, We'll cover that when it comes out, but yeah, we, we, you know, the tide was changing on these, uh, on these games a little bit. I think the expectation was that you needed to live longer than a kick. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, but yes, I think that's right. But you know, let's not beat around the bush. Ik is brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
0: Play it. Six fifty. If you was in nineteen eighty six, go buy it. But there you go.
1: Yeah, it was an absolute steal. All right, there we go. That's Ik. It's interesting. Good discussion. I like that. Uh, Let's move on. our final game for this section um and that game is bomb jack so from the sublime to the mm. ass cake so what is <laughs> so what is Bombjack? jack bomb jack is a conversion so elite this is another elite conversion uh we've seen or we will see ghost and goblins we have seen commando um and we've seen not i suppose not strictly a conversion but frank bruno's boxing which we have. is punch, punch, punch out So Elite are in conversion territory at the moment, and this is a conversion of the arcade game Bomb Jack. So what is Bomb Jack? Bomb Jack is a single screen. uh, You play the titular Bomb Jack, Jack Bomb. I don't know. What's his name? Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson, yeah. Uh, And on the screen are some platforms. Uh, Basically, this is a classic arcade progression. There are a series of platforms on the screen. There are a series of bombs in little... Um, patterns, um, and you have to, you, you as a person can jump up, a, kind of like they uh, jump in Ya yeah, Kung Fu, you jump very high, and you have a cloak, the yep. cloak allows you to hammer the fire button and float left or right um, after you've jumped, so you can do that, and the whole point is to collect all the bombs on the screen while avoiding the guys that walk around and the bird that flies about. That's kind arcade of the arcade the, but Yeah, it's an arcade game. The bombs will, once you've collected one, another one will sort of ignite. If you collect them all in sequence, you get bonus scores. There are power-ups that pop up, bonus coins to collect, and there's a big P that appears every now and again if you collect that. That renders the enemies into smiley faces, yeah. like the goat, that's basically the equivalent of turning the ghost blue in Pac-Man, which therefore allows yeah. you to collect them and knock them out and, and go collect the bombs safely. So that's the arcade game, all right? This is, a, in, in, res, in that respect, this is a fairly... Faithful conversion, because that's exactly what you do here. The problem with this, though, is that it's, it's missing some of the... Not missing some of the elements, but it's sort of... <laughs> the elements that are here have been supersized slightly, which make, yeah. make which make it problematic. The sprites are too big. I mean, and that's yeah. it. That's the main big problem with this. But, but what, you are, you know, large Bomb Jack, Bomb Jack, bomb jack XL, and... Um, or whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> um and so in the in the arcade game there are platforms across the top and the the patrolling enemies go across them but if you you can jump up hit the tips sort of the roof of the screen and if you hammer the fire button you can glide across and get above them through the gap to collect some of the bombs in the corners and that's very important because you've got to collect all the bombs. The problem is in this game you can't fit no matter how much you hammer that fire button and therefore, renders some of the platforms almost impossible to get to, thus rendering progression impossible. Yep. Um, it's so it, it's essentially just ruins the game. You can't do it. The game is the arcade conversion is broken, um, and I'm not quite sure how nobody noticed that. Why the sprites are so big? Shrink the sprites down. They don't they have to be a that bit big. Blocky and wide. Yeah. So I don't get it. Um, and and once that is in place. It kind of renders the rest of it because you're then almost waiting for that that sprite to wander off the platform um or fall off, or you the P to appear so you can then go kill it because you can't kill them otherwise. Because con- c- collision with any of the enemies is instant death. You lose a life. Yeah, start the game that level again. Off you go. It just ruins the flow of this game. I I really like Bomb Jack in the arcade. It's the classic arcade, simple. Instantly, as soon as you look at that screen and start playing it, you know exactly what to do. There's no instructions needed. Collect the bombs. There you go. That's all you've got to do. Jump around, collect bombs. Progression gets harder, the bombs get faster, the more stuff appears. Classic arcade um, you know, language and classic arcade game mechanics. This just make, ruins it because it doesn't allow you to control it like you should be able to control the arcade. The music is weird. It's a Mark Cooksey uh, piece, and although he does great stuff in some games, it's not a particularly great piece of music. No. It's okay. It's a is it is it is it, is it Rendezvous? No, it's is it Magnetic Fields Part Two. Is it Magnetic Fields? All right, so it's a, a a jar piece, and nothing really gels. It it you know I put here. It kind of looks like Bomb Jack if you squint, but that the bombs don't ignite; they just flash. This just it's just not right. It's just too big. This will be better I, I, I believe when Bombo appears, which is the uh I think Crowder and yep. uh, Alligator One Wii music and th- those guys. So I think it gets better, but thank God because it's a shame that the actual official conversion of Bomb Jack is fundamentally broken. Did you did you do you agree or Yeah, you?
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Um I like the arcade of this and I've, I actually got Bombo and this mixed up. So when I loaded this up, I was expecting Bombo. So I was expecting the Bandowli soundtrack. I was expecting oh, right. the slickness of Bombo, but and it took a while for it to register that this is not Bombo. This is Bombjack. It's The same principle, arcane game logic.
1: It, absolutely,
0: yeah. So um, this was kind of poor. It felt blocky and wide. Um, it was a bit of a lo- It was a bit of a poor port from an arcade. It lacked, the, it lacked the finish of the arcade. So it wasn't fast enough. It didn't work. Quick enough. The version of the magnetic fields was a bit a bit rubbish. The gameplay felt bitty. The collision was very awkward, and responses were off on the controls. It was, I think, it, the best you can say. It was nearly there, but it was just lacking the finishing and the proper, decent tools required to make it into a good game. So it fell short. And the thing is, with these arcade conversions like this you can't afford to fall short because there's not much to them. So if you no. if you don't get the sprites and the jumping around and the logic of the game right, then there's no point. Um, in this game, you have to jump to collect bombs. If you can't reach the point where the bombs are easily, or at least with the relative ease, then the game's going to be switched off within seconds. So I felt this mm-hmm. was a game that was just waiting for Bombo, really. It, and like I said, it took me a while to realise that Bombo was the better version of this. Yeah, Bombo is, yeah. So uh, 47% it got in Zap, which is better than I would have given it. And also 10 quid, it's a full price game. I think. Well, they got paid for, for that license somehow, weren't they? Yeah, I'd be aggrieved at that. Um, I just felt like um, the logic of the game was lost in in the difficulty to actually get anywhere. Because by the time you'd collected nearly half the bombs on the screen, you'd lost two lives already. So you weren't going to get anywhere in this game. Only about luck. It's mm-hmm. no judgment. There's no skill. Um, you can't because the enemy logic was so intense that there was no real way of penetrating it so it's just a waste of time Uh yeah so and bombo comes along and does this whole thing better anyway later down the line so forget it don't don't waste your time with that
1: i I don't know how you get this wrong it's like a single
0: screen arcade conversion yeah i agree i'm not sure um i don't get because i think partly the sprites like you say are too big but I don't get why you wouldn't just take a bit of time over that. Um, there's not yeah, a lot of sprites in the game, so...
1: No, it works in Bombo. Yeah,
0: and they, they felt like Dig Dug sprites in the wrong game.
1: Yes, they really do look like the Dig Dug sprites. Yeah, so... Yes, which is... Big, wide, clunky sprites. Not Bomb
0: Jack. No, not Bomb Jack at all, no.
1: No, no. we didn't like Bomb Jack. So nope. sure, it's a, I, and that's a shame, because I... I, I like, you, like you, I loved Bomb Jack in the yeah, arcade Yeah, it's back an arcade, then. it's great. Uh, uh, and I was looking forward to playing this. I remember looking forward to playing this back in the day on my Commodore 64 and I did play it, but I knew mm, this was a bit of a lemon. Never mind. Right, there you go. That's our games for this first section. Bomb Jack, International Karate and Spellbound. Um, two Hubbard crackers there, uh, which is always good. So that's that. Uh, stay with us because uh, coming up after the break, we have film and TV for June 1986. to our sponsor davidhearnwriter.com where you'll find dirt cheap books and audiobooks via amazon kindle audible and well everywhere dave's next book escape from the commodore 64 sees someone stuck in their computer will our heroine escape or will she have to take up permanent residency on targ with only graham and the palya commander's brother-in-law for company mm, tough choice it's coming soon and will be super cheap to buy Visit DavidHernWriter.com, that's David, H-E-A-R-N-E, Writer.com, to find out more. Okay, welcome back. So, film and TV for June 1986. Uh, Not a lot. There's not a lot going on <laughs> um on our screens. Everyone's out for the summer. June eighty six was that that's a World Cup year. Um maybe everyone's watching the World Cup. I don't know. Um 3rd of June. Uh <laughs> BBC BBC One began airing the three part dramatization of the Jeffrey Archer novel, Cain and Abel. Have you ever part read two? any Jeffrey Archer novels? No. Hang on, but part two was shown on the 5th of June and part three on the sixth. Um, no, but my brother was obsessed with this. Um, right, okay. And my and my mum as well. My mum, and my brother, they 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 were they they voraciously read the Cain and, Cain and Abel book, and then right. they, when the dramatization came on, it was like silence in the house. <laughs> we the Cain and Abel is on. Oh, I'm Cain going. I'm and going. Up, I'm going upstairs to play. Ik. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a biblical what, reference in there, in there for Cain and Abel as well. Yeah,
1: because so. it's it's about. I mean, I don't think it's about two brothers. I think it's about two. Two char- two characters that um, born are in- on opposite sides of the earth, I think. In, yeah, in the, it's in something the novel. to do with one one who has everything and one who has very little, and they sort of come across. I, I don't know. I, I've never. Read- there was another one as well. Though, the prodig was it, prodigal son or whatever, yeah, was a yeah. sequel. Um, I seem to remember. I I just remember the book was in the house and it was a big big red book yeah. with Cain and Abel on it, and the, the prodigal son was <laughs> blue. I just remember though they, they were in the house, and I I, can't, I think I, I I picked them up at one point to read them, but I was like. Oh, this isn't for me. I'm going to read the Rats by James Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much difference there, to be fair. Well, you know, James Herbert novels had people being eaten. And, I was much and more interested in that. Lots of boobies. Yeah, there was always a sex scene or two. There was to was uh, gratuitous yeah. sex scenes. Some may say gratuitous. I well, say necessary. I, I say necessary. I have a
0: fond memory of being at. Uh, secondary school in our first year Uh and uh in an english class we all could choose books to read out to the class and a particular (laughs) chap who will remain nameless but will his name was charles and i won't say his (laughs) surname um decided he was going to read out from the rats and i distinctly remember him and i will bleep the swear word out for this but i distinctly remember him saying you couldn't fuck a polo mint with that you limp sod out in an english class and honestly um the guffaws <laughs> and the shifty looks and the teacher going, oh my God, at that moment in time. Who <laughs> was it? Who was the teacher? Uh, Miss, uh, I want to say Miss Turner. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Turner. So it was Miss Stamp. who <laughs> was the classic English teacher at the school we went to. It did not go down well. Let's just say he was suspended for a week because of that. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. God, no, harsh. Yeah, yes, because he, he said rude words in front of everybody, embarrassed himself but, and the teacher. and But they were just that, in a book? his argument was you asked me to read from a book i read from a book their argument was we didn't ask you to read from that book and, and you didn't have to say f- the word f- in front of everybody which he did um but you know i remember this i remember it to this day so it must have been pretty imp- impactful at the time but there you go those formative memories those formative things that happened he was a clown that guy but uh, that was a properly brilliant moment though yes.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he was. There
0: you Good go. Guy, Schoolyard memories. And then Zamo Maguire was hooked on heroin from there on, so everyone was, everything went downhill from there. <laughs> Poor Zamo. <laughs> everything went grain jill. Exactly. He just couldn't say no. He couldn't say no.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> bow,
0: bow, bow. Sausage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, 15th of June. This is how exciting this month is. Singer Helen Shapiro joins Granada's Albion Market as hairdresser Viv Harker. None of, ra- that mean, none of that means anything <laughs> to me. <laughs> I meant to ask you this. What was Albion Market? I'll be, I think Albion Market was a really crap soap that was on in the afternoon on ITV. Uh, so it was a soap opera then, right? I, be, okay. I believe, yeah, set, set in Albion Market. It was set in some... I, I, uh, I, I think it was... I don't know whether it was some northern market town or something, and it was it was i think it was i think it was on in an afternoon uh but anyway helen shapiro joined as hairdresser viv harker things got exciting i can tell you that i'm trying to think i have no idea what
0: what is a helen shapiro she's a singer yeah i get that but
1: what did she sing exactly what was she famous for uh you're asking the wrong person (laughs) i have no idea this you don't only... know anything about Helen Shapiro, dear. No, nothing. All I know is that she joined Granada's Albion Market as hairdresser Viv Harker.
0: That's fair. That's fair, because 'cause I've no idea. We'll we'll look it up and we'll know our set. we'll know. We'll never reveal it on this podcast, but we'll look it up we and we'll will. we'll know in the future what Helen Shapiro uh... was probably amazing at something.
1: <laughs> have you put this in the Rover's Return Timeline of Doom? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because, you, because you need to click on that link. Oh, oh, all right, I will do. 18th of June, in Coronation Street, the Rover's return pub is gutted by fire with landlady Bet Lynch, Judy Goodyear, trapped inside. Yes, yes. Okay, what's the this link? Now, fire only occurred twice
0: in the Rover's return history. <laughs> 1986, when Bet Lynch a fa- was...
1: A, fa- a faulty electric box starts a fire. Exactly,
0: and in 2013, which I think was deliberate, I think there was a murderous attempt at somebody then.
1: But that's oh. the only two times
0: fire has been the thing in the Rovers Return because they say that soaps recycle plot lines and they do mm-hmm. and characters. So, you know, they, they, it's not, you know, it doesn't take Einstein to figure that out that the plot lines are also proper as they, they go in a cycle. So things recur and reoccur and reoccur and reoccur. And reoccur. Just as they but, do in real life? Maybe. But if you look at the things that have happened in front of that pub and um, we'll post a link on the uh, website to the Rovers Return, I like to call it the timeline of doom. You'll see that that pub is cursed. Yeah. Things happen outside and inside of that pub that should not happen, should not be. People get run over outside of it. People have strokes inside of it. People have fires because of it. Um, Someone's given birth in it. Someone's given birth. And that probably that birth was probably a twin. The twin murdered the other twin. (laughs) Cain and Abel style. Um, It's all crazy. And I think the timeline is worth checking out because you know what? If you read that timeline about that pub, you would never go in it because there's a very strong chance that you're going to die from being run over, stabbed, burned, <laughs> impregnated, or who knows. But isn't it crazy that it's all happened in that little, tiny little pub? And I've we've got a local village pub, and I can tell you none of those things have happened here so far. Is there,
1: is any, has anybody ever stormed into your local with a shotgun and held the residents hostage?
0: Not yet, but I'm thinking about doing it next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> just for a goof. <laughs> if you
1: play any more of the comic game, you're going <laughs> exactly.
0: to... I think I'm, what I'm thinking of doing is actually trying to, in a tick box, check box way, just go through the entire list for our local pub from about 1980, maybe 1972, <laughs> through to 2019, just to see how many of those things I can tick off. So I'll run over somebody. I'll reverse over my own head. I'll crush somebody in a vat. You've got to
1: crash a lorry into I'll it. I'll
0: crash a lorry. I'll run a train into it. I'll explode at something in there. I'll sit fire to my own leg. I'll call oh. someone a peanut. There's, there's so many things that could occur in that time frame. Why not do that? It's the template, the benchmark for what should happen in your local boozer. If the only thing that happens in your local boozer is that the prices go up, <laughs> check out that list. It's a checkbox list. It's a checklist. And just make some of those things happen. You don't have to go through it sequentially. Cherry pick 10 things that make it more interesting. M- murder the landlady. And then um, and then bury somebody in the basement. <laughs>
1: Or, don't, uh, don't do that. Someone goes, someone goes into la- labour after a fight
0: with a barmaid. <laughs> exactly. The list is very, very, very fluid of what could happen in there. Yeah. I like to look at that list and think, what could I inject into there?
1: Possibly a giant squid. Do you know one of the things I do like on on this Wikipedia thing is that um, in on the fourteenth of October two thousand thirteen there was a someone they had a fight. Two women had a fight after accusing someone of having an affair with their husband, um, and it led to an explosive cat fight. Now the good thing is here is that catfight has its own section on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But explosive catfight is where they've attached <laughs> uh, sticks of dynamite. A, dynamite to, them. to
0: actual cats. <laughs> so they're just throwing kind of incendiary um cats and felines at each other. I like the idea of that though, that you've got some like a like German cats are like a stick attached, like a German hand grenades in World War Two and <laughs> I like the idea of there being a kind of a, a, a lineage of the kind of explosive they would incur in a feline-related pub battle.
1: Well, there we go. There's um, more thought that I ever thought I'd give to that. But I, I, I'm I'm surprised. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm, but I'm perfectly uh, honest, but, I'm no, I've known you for far too long that well, once you once you stay on <laughs> something
0: the uh, thing is, we've totally elided the fact that Bet Lynch was trapped. Bette yeah Lynch she was. was trapped.
1: She, was tra- she got out though. And don't and don't forget. Her hair is going to go up like a bloody Roman candle. She did have the beehive hair, didn't she? That's, that's going to have a lot of lacquer on it. Exactly. So like Even like someone thinks of lighting a cigarette near her, it goes up. That's, exactly. That's going to be if, good.
0: If, if her hair was a beehive, therefore it must be beeswax. That is a Roman candle waiting to happen, isn't it? It's a
1: firework. <laughs> I don't think dis- that's how it works. It's a firework display in a hairdo. <laughs> Bees hives are not kept
0: up with beeswax. Well, it probably, <laughs> who, who knows what maintained that rigidity. I like to think that it was probably something less flammable. Because, but...
1: because we're worth it. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? It's flammable regardless. Uh, and beeswax is very flammable. I don't exactly. know it is. Probably not. Um, it's
0: wax. They just melt. Beeswax is, if you're not in, set fire to a beehive, don't do that though. It's really mean. No.
1: Yeah, it is. So it no. is
0: very mean, but don't do that. But if you do, they really do explode with fire, which most things do. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on to what happened after <laughs> let's move the to... return.
1: Yeah, 26th <laughs> of June, this is it for TV. Britain's most popular long-running science fiction series, Doctor Who, begins its very first screening in the Baham and the Bahamas on ZNS TV. Okay, so ZNS TV still going now.
0: That's still going. I, I, hope, I hope so. I don't know which it's, Doctor they began with. I'm hoping it was a good one.
1: Well, it could be uh, Colin or I suppose well, Colin Baker around
0: that it's, time. It, it's not, yeah, it is, which is awful. It's not It's not going to be Tom Baker, who was the good one. It's not going to be Pete Davison, who was a crappy. And it's not going to be Colin no, Baker, be who was Dav- super crappy. Davison. Yeah, it might be the fifth Doctor. Might be the fifth Doctor. Yeah, it might be. And he, he had Adric, there's one good episode <laughs> where he fights the Cybermen... <laughs> where Adric gets killed. (laughs) It's all very sad. Old pig knows Adric, but uh, he actually uh, fights the master. He's the only one that fights the master properly, actually, and loses. So there you go. What's properly? Like when the master was kind of properly evil and did cool evil stuff, Mm -hmm. and he forces the doctor to to die, essentially, and and, um, change into the next doctor. That's the master that forces that to happen in that episode, really. So Mm -hmm. so, there you go. There you go. Yeah, he's a master. He is I'm the master. what he does. He is,
1: yeah. The master. He's not the doctor, he's the it, master. It's never
0: really revealed what he's a master of. I like to think that he's a master of lock picking do and, you think, and, and painting.
1: Do you think there are other professions? Are there other, well, actually, I'll rephrase that. Are there other professions in the Time Lord people? Yes. So is that is that is there like the butler? Yes. Uh, the, now, the, hairdre- the hairdresser? I, I've debated
0: this and with angry Doctor Who fans, who- who- Whovians. yes, when I suggested that the there was a Doctor Pet who was or vet who was the guy who was a time lord that just specialised in animal cases, and they were like, "So, that-
1: so he was the vet, not the
0: yeah, doctor." Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. He was the vet, and people like you know, and and he was lesser respected than Doctor Who. He was just a <laughs> vet. He just you know he sorted out horse hooves. He Or you know he's but you know what they're equally important. No, the Cooper because there's multiple species of animal across the universe. Well, the Cooper would like you know he'd
1: just go through time fixing barrels. Yes, exactly. Barrels are a very useful thing. I think
0: that there is room for different Who specialisms.
1: Yeah, but different, different Time Lord. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, the, so you, you know, can't all be a Doctor and have your sonic well, exactly. screwdriver. Somebody else,
0: somebody else it, has got a exactly the, the mechanic. The, the Doctor is the changeable aspect. The Who part is we don't know what you are, what your name is, so, but actually, you could that be makes, you, know, you could be a
1: businessman. Who? So um, that makes me think in the film Baker, the mechanic in the film the mechanic is Charles Bronson a Time Lord. Yes, is he is exactly that. Like
0: uh, like in a film where you've got really good cake makers, you know, Baker Who. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Where you've, got, you've got, you know, Vet Who, Baker Who, Surgeon Who, you know, lim- similar to Doctor Who, but he could really like sort stuff out with the surgery. <laughs> Cooper but Who. Likewise, there'd be really crappy ones, like, you know, just like people that didn't have a really great skill, like Shoemaker Who, or, you know, Lace Man, Rope Maker, <laughs> candle, candle Maker Who was never going to be a successful time lord. He just wasn't it was just jam maker who you know jammer <laughs> jammer
1: who jamu <laughs> jamu sounds like yeah. <laughs> a killer whale <laughs> or a panda <laughs> it's like a knock knockoff sea world oh we're called ocean world we don't have shamu we have jamu <laughs> <laughs> jamu
0: there he is check out jam-oo. the only time traveling whale we've got <laughs> yeah exactly you've seen him in star trek four of course he absolutely he was in, that... in the he was in the fil- film free billy I like the idea that your specialism is attached to your ability <laughs> to be a who. That's quite a novel take on the whole Doctor Who thing. Because I think it, it, it's probably because there was a lot of time lords. They can't all just be who's. You have to designate what they do.
1: Dentist who?
0: It'd be quite cool.
1: What's so the like um, baker what? Yeah, just a t- I don't know, but just time traveling dentist would be quite well, interesting. They just have, they just have d- different different questions.
0: Yeah, well, they just <laughs> have different <laughs> different abilities. question words. Doctor, dentist. Baker, candle maker, vet, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, um, Fashionista, (laughs) um, shoe designer. In modern parlance, of course, uh, you'd have uh, influencer. There's some guy that just tweeted his tweeted the stuff he did. He's on Snapchat and Instagram. He don't do a lot really. He's just on there, just being kind of popular. He sells products for big brands. Amazon, who (laughs) is kind of a popular guy. (laughs) <laughs> Jeff Bezu. <laughs> yeah. Ba- Bezos who? <laughs> Musku. Yeah. Elon Musku. Elon Musk Musku, Musk yeah. Musku. Isn't that a type of. It's a place. Mos- Moscow is a type of place. I think. Oh, yeah. It is, yeah. Moscow. Moscow. Oh, oh, oh well, Musku, as you call it. <laughs> I do. In
1: in Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I come from Musco in Russia. in Roushire. And you are Dr. <laughs> who? Dr. How. But there must otherwise they would be Dr. What, Dr. Where, Dr. How, well, Dr. Can. Well, the thing. Dr. You know, doc, doctor <laughs> Dr. Maybe. Dr. May I. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Dr. May I. <laughs> it would be, be played by Kenneth Williams. He would Dr. Be. May I. Dr. Ooh. May. And Dr. Who? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Doctor, Doctor Prod, uh, of course. I'd, lo- I would like to see a Carry On Who. I'd like to see Doctor Prod. <laughs> there is a Doctor Prod. There I is, think. The- and he's a yeah. lord. He just never got the recognition he deserved. Absolutely. You don't yeah. want to see what he did with that uh, sonic screwdriver.
0: <laughs> yeah, darling, come here. Let me, let, <laughs> let me show you this.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> sonic screwdriver just next to his neighbour. That's he oh, uses oh, yeah. it. <laughs> oh dear Why, here, here your TARDIS
0: carry on time travel would be hilarious
1: <laughs> trousers bigger on the inside oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh dear how did we get to that? oh because we were talking about Doctor Who anyway there you go Doctor Who was in the Bahamas <laughs> um, films that's it that's your TV the films and normally we have a few because there's a few released we're focused I on one There is. Well, there is. No, this was it there was no other films released, according to the site I use. You had one film released, and I think everyone just went, oh, I'm not releasing after this. <laughs> um, so the film that was released on the 5th of June is the classic horror film, From Beyond. Aye. So and that was it. There was no other films released that month. Like, I can only assume <laughs> that people were in some kind of, like, shock. That trailer
0: <laughs> for From Beyond did the rounds at that time. Let me tell you, Even this short version of the I'm going to kiss you, ah, From Beyond. I just, I, I even now I remember it because it was mm-hmm. on TV all the time. It was. Did you watch? The, did you watch the film? In I in... did. I went back and I watched the full film. I laughed my ass off. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I watched the full film. Um,
1: I, I I went a step further and I read the because uh, I had what I hadn't read. So I got the. I read the Lovecraft short story. Okay, it's only eight pages long.
0: That makes sense when I think about the film.
1: Um, but it's quite similar because the, the names, all the names, are taken from the short story, but the the. The film itself, and, and it takes you know the, the, the short story clearly influences that um, the film in, in many ways. What it doesn't have, it doesn't have uh, Ken Free in his pants. <laughs> in the short story, Shall he is in his see? pants. He attacks in in his pants. He's that a- that sequence with Ken Free in his pants is one of the most disturbing things I've seen. It's in really a- random
0: t- as well. He doesn't need to, to adjust his pants
1: on for that. <laughs> Just when he bow- when he tackles him down the stairs, it's like Free bulge. Weird. It's very <laughs> um, weird. It is very, it's a very, for those who don't know, From Beyond is a, it's a, it's obviously an adaptation of a Lovecraft story, a short story, where basically these, these two scientists, they build this machine, which they're called the resonator, which allows for the, it uh, it does, uh, for the enhancement of the pineal gland, yep. which allows them to see things that beyond, yeah, from, from beyond. beyond, yeah. And, and the clever thing about the short story is, is that the notion that, um, in the short story, it's a lot more, they're there. It's like these jellyfish, these weird things in this, in the, they exist all around us, moving through us at all times. We just don't have the ability to to discern them, to, to see them. They're in a different kind of dimension. This resonator and the stimulation of the pineal gland allows us to see them. The problem is, is that when you become aware of them, they become aware of you. And obviously that's where the horror comes from because the, the film starts off it's got a great beginning got a superb beginning sequence yes, it has um with the whole axe and and the head you know with just that headless body and then you know some great lines in it humans are such easy prey and yeah. all that it's just just great and and it's it's just a it's a you know it's it's lovecraftian and it's weird and it's stuart stuart gordon isn't it yeah um who's and reanimate is also i didn't know reanimate was also a um Lovecraft yep. story as well right okay um so this double bill of sort of Lovecraft weirdness from Stuart Gordon in the 80s. And I can only presume that everyone else just watched From Beyond and went, we're not releasing anything this month. We're not. We can't. What do you, how do you follow that? Because it is so different to... There's some really good... I mean, some hokey special effects, but some nice... Some good some effects really, in it as well. Some really great practical effects in this. Um, although it did make me laugh when he comes out the uh, big worm's mouth and he's got no hair.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Bloody stupid. Stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just going you know, or when ken Soaked free gets hair fli- off when ken free gets flied
0: yeah no it's gross um, as well He gets eaten by the bugs yeah
1: yeah and he's just like his head's all right but his body's just all muscle and bone it's all it? bone it's all, yeah it's all it's all gone um so yeah so from beyond was the only film um and i took the time took the took this opportunity to go have a bit of a rewatch and um i did enjoy it it's a fun film but that's it that is literally it so there's nothing else to talk about, TV and video, for <laughs> for the month of June 86. Uh, yeah, so Cain uh, and Abel, Helen Shapiro, Bet Lynch and Doctor Who and Lovecraft.
0: I enjoyed From Beyond. I mean, I'm, good, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the re-watching of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, Barbara I, Crampton, of course. Can't argue with Barbara Crampton.
1: You can't. And the, the sequence with the elongating fingers is all kinds of creepily uh, horrible. Oh, it's all good.
0: And she, get, she does get a bit... <laughs> she, she gets a bit of a giddy on, doesn't she, when... Cause the, uh, <laughs> And for reasons that are explained not, um, the pineal gland is excited in people in different ways. So in yes. one guy he grows a head penis and in her case she gets all kinky and Doctor Prato- Pretorius has a almost um I think it's a little homage to um Videodrome in there a bit on that instance. But it's just, they find videos of him, you know, whip me, beat me, treat me like an egg kind of thing and um she gets she gets hypnotized by the pretorius the, the resonator in it when her pineal gland gets excited she starts to just take her clothes off and wear kinky shit yeah i'm it's not complaining she's very much into, no, she's a, very much she's into a
1: bdsm a, don't you yeah
0: she's a very interesting character um and she is the only character that survives and the final shot of her is where she goes into hysterics there's a really interesting whole dynamic in film theory and film studies and film theory about women in hysterics of mm. which this film lends its Canon uh if you're interested in that kind of thing and you listen to this and you think what is he talking about just look up film hysterics and f- the female hysteric and hysteric hysterical laughter in films from women and you'll find Run Beyond sits in amongst many other films quite an interesting topic crazy film though really crazy mm. really well, crazy I think that, but also
1: the, the it is quite sure yeah it's just you know, it doesn't overstate it's welcome I think no. that's well that's the that's the thing with um you know, most Lovecraft is. Lovecraft is all about not. You, we shouldn't see these things. You know no. that we shouldn't see the elder gods, the thing from beyond. We shouldn't. We shouldn't see them, and the human brain is simply not equipped no. to deal with them. And the thing um, I will
0: say is, um, that's what this is, yeah. And the thing I will say about um, this is that it does fulfil that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, there is a really good element to this film about that kind of Lovecraft. I mean, I'm not, I don't know a lot about Love, H.P. Lovecraft stuff. I know it's based on this, and I know that there's other things that are the monsters and the look and feel and all of those things. But this film is actually, um, like you say, it's not only is it um, a composite part of all these ideas which come together quite nicely, and it's, yes, you it's have its time, so some of these special effects are a bit ropey, but it doesn't matter. But uh, if you get past all of that, it's the it's actually a good really good film. And I'll tell you what it is. It's punctual direction of a film, which is something you don't get nowadays. So this film's made to what ninety minutes, maybe even less. Yeah, you, something like that. Yeah. Most films nowadays are two horror films are two hours, two and a half hours. It's too long. I was celebrating when Quiet Place Part Two was at running time of about 140 minutes. Because that's as much time as you want a horror movie to be.
1: 140 Yeah, an hour 40? Sorry,
0: sorry, an hour forty.
1: Well, so, I was
0: going to say, two hours, 20. Yeah, so it's an hour, it's an hour, 40. And like this one's an hour, less than an hour, 30. Horror movies of this type should be that because they can mm. be too long. And if they're too long, unless you've got really good premise that can stretch it that far, it gets dull and boring and uninterested. This never did. It's old and it's crazy. And P- Dr. Pertoris's character is amazing in it. And he is, it's like sample yeah. heaven in that film. It's like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, you could just hit the sample, get my uh, Akai sampler and hit the f- sample button repeatedly. Um, but it is a great film for that. And uh, just Jeffrey Coombs is also a really good watch in this. Um, he's not as ever good in most things again as he is in this. He plays his char- this character in every film he's in, um, including in later films. But um, there you go. There it is. Go yeah. and watch it. And, just go watch and it.
1: And there's lots of eye eating.
0: That Those bits are gross, I think, where he sucks people's eyes and brains out. I think that's actually yeah. quite gross. Yeah. Can't, can't okay.
1: argue with a bit of eye eating.
0: No, gross. Yeah.
1: there you go, that's your film and TV. Um, So stay with us, because that's that. Uh, We'll be back briefly with our our last set of games and a special segment to end this episode on. Um, So we'll be back soon. Shout
0: out to our sponsor, DavidHearnWriter.com where you'll find bargain books and audio books. Dave's next book, Escape from the Commodore 64, sees someone trapped inside their computer. They've got to solve one of the games to escape. Imagine finding yourself charging forward, taking on soldiers, daring to win, but you're not Rambo, a commando, or a green beret. It's coming soon. So visit davidhernwriter.com. That's David, H E A R N E, writer.com to find out more. Dave's podcast pick is International Karate, one of his faves until IK Plus arrived. Hiya! You, you think-
1: Welcome back. We move into our last set of games for this month um, and we've got three more in this section to come up. Um, our first one is uh, from Beyond. <laughs> from Beyond. <laughs> um, how ironic. Uh, this is Bouncers uh, or Bounces. Sorry, no, not b- Bouncers. Bounces. Bounces. Yeah, it's Bounces. Um, so, Graham, tell us about Bounces. It's a weird thing, isn't it? This.
0: Um, it's a futuristic game, sports game. Um, and in this perfect future stick world they play out all of their angst in this game this bounces game and, and in the bounces arena your games are comprised of three minutes and 90 sec 90 seconds each way so play one plays for nine minutes play two it's the it's two player game and you can score by either throwing the ball into the goals which are directly above your opponent i believe or you can also bash your opponent essentially with a you know you can just bash them um so you can play one player two player and it can be compute controlled if it's the other player And the person that wins is one that gets the most points by the process of scoring goals or hammering your other opponent. So you can catch the ball as it flies around. It's really weird. The game's presented to you in like a... If you imagine a side view knight versus knight game. So you've got uh, two knights with swords. Well, it's more like a Viking, isn't it? Well, even so. So you've got two characters Mm -hmm. um, attached by a bungee cord to the (laughs) wall they all each have a sword but can grab the ball that flies around you can throw the ball at the other opponent and knock them down so essentially you kind of play this game in this kind of weird precept of if you hit the person they can fall down and then they're bungee corded back and they can fight and you've got this x amount of time to either throw the ball at them or catch the ball and do that you can bounce the ball kind of like a um in a kind of a um arachnoid kind of way arcanoid kind of way so you've got you can throw it at angles and it can bounce around and do that stuff so you can do that and that's kind of this game so it feels i felt that it felt a bit like a game that was designed for something else or designed for this and then they just didn't really think about else they could do with it because all that is is this bungee game So it's this bungee game with the ball throwing and and the graphics and everything else look really neat really nicely presented the sprites are high res they look really cool multicore high res in fact they're really nice looking it's just there's not a lot to it so it's just odd i think this game in anyone's book um so you know if bungee corded knights of the realm ish playing a weird kind of battle tennis is your thing with half decent soundtrack Fred Gray music it's Denton designs behind this somewhere along the line if you liked that then that's that's probably something it something you might like it had a troubled up bringing for want of a better description this game was didn't have it easy i think it was an idea that was poo-pooed and it was shelved and it was kind of it kind of came out in the end of a process um and above all it, it was a pricey game at 9.95 for what felt like a very basic gameplay it looked pretty but it didn't have a lot it, There was nothing more to it than the bungee corded knights fighting with a ball so i think two player fun a while a bit like some of the other two player games with explob ultimately vacuous and expensive and i don't believe it deserved 86 percent but what
1: about you i really like this um it's weird it's a weirdly and i remember playing quite a lot of this back then but um it is very sparse it's really sparse it's, it's um everything you've said is spot on i can't i can't disagree with anything that you've said because it is a weird concept of very weird. It, it you know this bungee controlled, and I like the kind of physics based of it because the further you you walk, of you know you walk across the the side, the harder it gets to walk, so the slower you are because the bungee you get pulled back. You can jump, and, and there's some you know catching the ball to fire it out, or you can shoot it at the opposing player. There's many different ways to score points, whether it's scoring or bouncing the ball and knocking them over, or hitting them with your the, sword shoot thing. Do you know what it reminds me of? It, 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 um, we what's that game? Jai Jailai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jai, yeah, or or scoops as we call it. Scoops. Uh, scoops. So imagine one on one scoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the ball firing around. If that, that the discs sort of, of Tron
0: kind of idea.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, sort of discs of Tron, but from the side, and it, it does remind me of that. The, the 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 premise is odd in the fact that you literally have a, you know a knight in full plate armor from the, the Middle Ages or whenever, you know, from the Henry V times, against a Viking, which is, is kind of strange. There's nothing else to this aside from those very, very nice sprites. The rest of the screen is, you know, just some character graphics and a big title at the top of some some um, some score. There's no... It, on, when all this happens, you know, and the game itself exists on a grey background. There's no attempt at a crowd. There's no attempt at any kind of sort of putting this into a location or anything it's really kind of weirdly minimalist which does allow them to just spend all the graphic data on those two characters (laughs) because they are very well animated they're very smooth and they're very they're very well done Um, and and it's it's just a weird game it's a strange game that stands out from a lot of other things Um, and I don't know you know it's got it has got good music it's Fred Grey does sound like Shadowfire it reminded me I don't know if you did you ever play Nidhogg? mmm the a sort bell. of multi-screen sort of fencing game where you have to sort of work your way across to yeah, the other side, it and, rings a multi- bell a bit. and there's a there's a dragon. And there was a sense of that of, of the sort of in some way, not not totally, because Nidhogg's very quite different, but there was a sense that I just, just reminded me of that in a sense. But it's I don't know many other sports games that are, are like this. Um, I, I get what you're saying about the Arkanoid thing, about the uh, bouncing the ball around, and it does kind of feel you know the ball bounces around a bit like Breakout um but i don't know there's, there's something about this that kind of just appeals to me in a sense of it's a it's a weird experiment i'm not sure entirely 100 works it's too expensive for what it was what was it It was um how much was it quite expensive wasn't yeah, it it's 9.95. so it's a tenner so i think for what it is it's it's probably you know it's three minutes in the game over there's no extra characters there's no extra mode. it is what it is as a budget game i think this would have been great you know 1.99. You'd have, you'd have probably been like, oh no, this is great for 1.99." and having a mate round playing it, I think you'd have thoroughly enjoyed it. The 10 is way too expensive. But I, I'm not going to knock the game because I think the game is actually quite enjoyable and fun and, and, you know, and I like the way that not just scoring goals is the way to win. You can knock each other over and, and bash the ball off for each other and things like that. And you've got you've to gotta kind of, I like the, you know, if you crouch down, you, you sort of hanker yourself in position. There's, there's a lot to like it, but it's just an odd minimalist weird release that hard to say much too much about mm. um but yeah it's uh i don't know when you said it had a troubled design what was i'm not too aware of that have you read something around that or something or oh. yeah i've read that
0: um it, it was in the zap review so if you read the uh, beginning of the zap review it says that this game was troubled it wasn't meant to be in the way it was and it was kind of a bit hush hush about who was behind it and wasn't it was. A, I think that my feeling was that it probably shouldn't have ever been released. It was released as a bit of a Denton <laughs> Designs kind of half assed thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. or, it was, uh, or it was. Or the exact review says that it took its time to be released. Like, it's taken ages from people talking about it to here we are. So I wonder sometimes whether it means that in reality it probably should never have been released. Though.
1: Maybe. It does feel like... Um... Like there the needs to be more to it. It's, it feels like half half a game. Yeah. You know, there's no. You know, either some extra modes or different characters or something in the background or maybe you know a uh, a single player progression. So a league, a cup, something to fight your way through. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to. I, and it is a weird, I mean, it gets 86%. They obviously really liked it. Um, and there is a lot to like there. It's fun, but it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's a strange game that sort of stands us aside is. and on its own. And the uh, South, I say
0: South America, and the Miami, Florida-based game you're thinking of, by the way, that we call Scoops, is actually called uh, Jai Alai.
1: Yeah, JLI,
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the game. So I think it is. I think it is a version of that a little bit. <laughs>
1: it's, 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 There's a similarity, isn't there? There is, yeah.
0: Because if you yeah. look at the rules of that game, it's similar, apart yeah. from the fact that you're. And remember that you're, even though you're dressed as a knight in shining armor at one point and all that. Those are representations uh, of those things. Those are I know it's who you are in the game, and I wonder if it's a bit of sprite reuse. But
1: yeah, because um, the advert, the advert for this, the graphic on the advert is nothing. You're just no, a. Future, future yeah, guy, and it even thing. says the
0: word future in it, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're in knights. And in the in the blurb, it says that the the way they play these is with it is with avatars of the past. So it's kind yeah, of a bit it's vampire, very strange. It's yeah. strange and a bit, you know, a bit a bit lack of forethought, I think.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's bouncers. Um, so let's move on to our next one, and we've got another essentially very similar type of game. More bouncing. More bouncing balls. Lots of bouncing balls um, in in these episodes. Um, so this is uh, ping pong, table tennis, isn't it? It is table tennis. Yeah, <laughs> it's table tennis. It's pong. You know, the first mass market game, but now it's in pseudo three D and watched by the crowd from the fight night advert.
0: <laughs> yeah, surprised
1: faces <laughs> of ooh. Yeah, uh, but I thought some of them looked like Mario with with massive sideburns. They did. Um. Uh. So, what what can you say about this? It's a conversion, so it's table tennis. Um, it's a faithful, pretty faithful conversion of the arcade, Konami arcade original. Yep. So you see, similar to, what was that tennis game? On-court tennis? On-court tennis, yeah. Yeah, so similar in view to on-court tennis. You see from behind, the, you know, from behind the... And you don't actually see any players. All you see is a floating hand and a bat. So there's a floating hand and a bat at either end of a, ten- of a table tennis table. You see from behind your player the computer or the other players at the other end you serve <clears throat> you can smash you can lob it you can cut it slice it whatever with pulling left right up or down as you go to hit it um it the, the ball physics are quite good i thought yeah um the way they yeah. bounce around and i thought they were quite nice um the i would have liked to have um you know i thought the considering this is a you know it's an Imagine game and so it's Imagine port considering what we've had with things like um, hyper Sports, Comic Bakery. Strange to not to see um, uh, decent music and sound effects. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if Galway was on holiday. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but it's just ping pong, and it's just, and it, it's a, it's a very accurate. I went and looked at the original arcade version. It's a very accurate conversion of that. But you know, it. That's it. That's it. There's just you know, first to eleven ping pong. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else there is to say. You got anything else? Yeah. You know, giant squid. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's. I felt
0: that it was quite a limiting ping pong game, actually, um, because I felt that the the response time wasn't there when you're trying to return the ball. So sometimes it felt like you just you pressed the button and things happened about a microsecond afterwards, which in this game meant meant you missed. Mm. Um I thought the graphics were okay. I like the, the ball effect was really good. Background effects were blocky, but okay. It's a table tennis, you know, uh, table. I not yeah. so um I thought you've got some you've got you have options to control the kind of power of the shots so you can do overhead and you can do these things. And you can control and, and add spin and do some of the tricks but it didn't feel like um that you were in control of any of those They kind of happened maybe not when you wanted to which meant that it was made it made the computer ai feel really unbeatable because you were quite unpredictable in what you were really if you could guarantee that when you did a certain thing it would work like if you did an overhead sort of power shot i did it and every single time it hit the net yeah so it felt like there was something i wasn't doing that maybe it wouldn't hit the net but i tried it loads of times it just didn't do that so, um, and I don't know about you, but the game itself, I felt in between shots, so when you lost a point, there was a really strange delay, like a, an overlong yeah. delay between just getting the ball back and just playing ping pong. So it was like a... The, the,
1: the ball bounced for quite a while. Yeah, the ball it? would bounce and
0: then there'd be a little bit of, you know, faffing about and then you'd get the ball back and serve. That needed to be quicker because it felt like it was dragging. Yeah. And in a game like, table tennis which is you know fast it's a fast game um it felt like it just dragged unnecessarily between serves which meant that it was it felt a bit laborious and so you know you got that kind of celebration from the crowd mostly the enemy enemy the ai because i could never win um so i thought it was just the delay just kind of killed the pace of the game it didn't feel like i was really gonna ever beat that ai because it just seemed to be able to just beat me at every turn and um i think it was a ball well animated in a game that had the illusion of more control than you actually had and it yeah, certainly had the, right. the illusion of more speed than it actually had so it was a shame really because i think had they just made it a little bit more fluid um it would have been a much nicer game to just get into and just bat it backwards and forwards and let that happen you don't get a lot of uh um to and fro in the ping pong now you hit it a couple Of times and it's done, yeah, because the computer just slams it past you, and you've got no chance. If the computer does that, you've got no chance because your, I mean, resp- your responses aren't quick enough to respond, so
1: yeah. And it's this weird, isn't it? I mean, Pong, I mean, you go back, Pong's like the, the original classic, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of other ping pong games, there's obviously ping pong, and there was, um, I don't know if you ever played Rockstar's Table Tennis on the 360,
0: it doesn't ring a bell.
1: Um, again, it's, you, you, I think, ping pong is just one of those games you can't really soup up. Because it's just too small. Tennis games allow themselves yeah. a bit better because there's more, more, more space. There's more, there's more going on. But ping pong just feels too. It's too tiny. It's yeah. like t- tiny table. Yeah. Smash, 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 tank, dunk. And bang, I think
0: too fast for a a, a real computer game yeah. to be able to. Because if he slam, if the computer slams the ball with a. Fast shots—you've got no chance of responding in the time you've got no. with a joystick. It doesn't—it's just, just, yeah. just impossible. It doesn't happen because it's not yeah. possible because it's so fast. With tennis, it's slightly slower, isn't it? So
1: yeah, I mean, there's there's a longer delay between yeah. one one end of the court and the other. But table tennis is so fast—it's exactly almost I mean, over over before it starts.
0: I would challenge Forrest Gump to play this game and be able to get very far <laughs> in it. You know, and he was great at table tennis, wasn't he? Gump pong. He, he was great at it though, so I don't think he, he'd he was. Be, I don't think he'd be very good at this, though.
1: No, probably not. No. Anyway, yeah, there you go. It is, but it, it looks like the original. If you wanted a conversion of that original yeah, arcade it game the on part. the C64, it's, it's a very good, impressive conversion, like I said, with nice ball physics. But just pong, innit? Just pong. But it's just a bit too... And I, I think you're right. That's a good observation. I think it is just a bit too slow. Too slow. Um, it's, it's just a bit... Too, too slow. You want a bit, you want it, what you want to do, it's fine having that bouncing ball but allow me to press fire button to get straight into the next you want more ping and less pong (laughs) yeah
0: quite simple
1: (laughs) put that on the box (laughs) more ping less pong let's go more ping less pong (laughs) (laughs) there we go Uh, so let's ping off with that one and pong into our next one Uh. Uh, or pong off that one ping into the next one right (laughs) So our, our last proper game, or not proper game, but the last game we're going to look at in this section is Starquake. This is another sizzler, another high scorer, 93%. Graham, Starquake. Starquake all about. An
0: arcade action adventure game set in space. Um, you've got to collect parts of a reactor, nuclear reactor, and build them back together um, before it collapses, resulting in a big explosion, So, which would destroy everything. So um, I think this game is pretty... It's a pretty looking game. Mm. It has it has elements of a spectrum-y kind of look. I think is it? Am I right? I think it's the same people that were behind um, uh, Wizards Lair.
1: Possibly. Let me just check. I, could,
0: I probably am wrong about that, but the graphics kind of have that kind of high res look, so they look nice. So um, it's you play a a particular character called a blob i think in this which is a biological operated being blob blob um this acronym thing by the way about these things i think that's an Asimov thing i think he invented that idea of having robots and things named after acronyms um
1: Um, well it was originally created by stephen crow okay
0: that's uh, that's it and he was a robot because he was the
1: chaos (laughs) robot (laughs) of (laughs) of of wonder (laughs) well <laughs> uh, he actually uh did Firelord.
0: Okay. Well Firelord okay. Firelord's Fire good, but...
1: good, good. It was but this is a conversion by Nick Strange. So I think Stephen Crow created it probably on the spectrum. Right. It was converted by Nick Strange who did had a penchant for doing ball games from above. He did Hustler, Minnesota of Fats Pool Challenge, Kickoff. Which was a table, a table yeah. football game, and then something called the fifth quadrant, which looks weird. So you have to talk,
0: you crash land on the planet's surface in this game, and you've got to navigate the local crazies, the aliens, and everything else, and they attack you, and you've got to navigate you around, way around, pick up things. You've played this before because it's basically. Note of Yesod, or Arc of Yesod, or depends mm-hmm. which colour glasses you've got on that day. Um, so there's hints of those games in there. It's a pretty arcade adventure, and it runs at a fair pace. It's nice, but it is really, really hard and um, really difficult to get around without dying a lot. And again, it, this feels a bit like a nod to the Ultimate Games that never were. So this feels like it's an Ultimate Game. If you look at, If you looked at this, if you put a screen grab of this next to Wattic Attack, and other ultimate games you would be hard pressed to decide whether it was an ultimate game or not because it looks like one so it has all of those amazing graphic qualities and all of that crazy difficulty um i liked i liked it i liked the game i, I like i got into it i was zooming about um there's lots of crazy logic in it about the physics in the game and everything else but i was able to navigate my way around as a blob do my thing um and I thought it was quite nice. I just felt that I couldn't... I never felt like I was getting anywhere. Like I didn't when I played the Wizard's Lair. No, blah, 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 blah. You have made it through 10% of the Wizard's Lair. Okay, I'll have another go. blah, 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 blah. You have made it through 11% of the Wizard's Lair. It's all arbitrary, and that's how it felt with this game. Amazing to look at. Very pretty, but arbitrary. I'm not sure how far I got what I was really doing and how far I got into that. And that seemed like a great shame because I felt there was a lot to it. Um, So it got a sizzler at 93%. It was higher rated than international karate. Um, What did you think of Starquake? Because I I liked it, but I just thought it was really hard.
1: I think I'm probably along the same lines of you. I mean, I've just written archive notes of Wizard's Lair of Starquake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely um it's a very very pretty i put that very pretty explorathon since you're playing blob having to fend off some starquake quake by finding objects across loads of screens you, you know the drill by now it's, it's somewhere in between yeah. nodes for its style and type of gameplay and wizard's Lair with its speed and high res multicolor look pretty good as far as these go and a nice conversion of the spec original uh but it is very spectrum feel you like these you'll love this yeah yeah <laughs> there's you know it, it has a market yeah. yeah absolutely it's it's a very good one of those and and that's you know we 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 See very bad. We see lots of very bad one of these. Yeah. But this is a very good one of those. And and there's some nice touches to it. I like the um the teleporters, you know, allowing you to move if when you find the code you can teleport when you just you got to type in the code to or the location to go to the next one or wherever it is. There's the little sort of floating clouds which kind of change the um the way it controls and allowing you to fly around, but you've got to sort of plant them and get off them to collect stuff. It, um there's, you know, stuff to sort of keep an eye on. Um, in that respect, it felt also a bit like um, uh, Phantoms of the Asteroids. Yeah, yeah, I can get um, that. With, I can with, dig with, that. Yeah, with the stuff you got to keep an eye on. But although yeah. that's obviously that's scrolled around, but and and yeah, it's it's a very pretty, and it is very pretty. I think the, the graphics yeah. are lovely, um, and it moves at a click. It's it's not it's not slow paced as some of these games are. Uh, but again, it suffers from that. We have to have con- constantly spawning enemies yeah. to bother you um, rather than just allowing you to, to explore and try and figure out what's going on and, you know, the, the odd enemy now and again to, to cause some hassle. Yeah. It's con- constant cloud cloud appears, enemy shoot. doesn't do anything. It's just boring. Um, but, hmm. you know, that was the, the rigor of the game styles back then, so I think I'm starting to come around to just cutting them some slack a bit. But it, looking at it now it's they've become more annoying i thought it was okay um and you know it, it, for myself i didn't dislike my time with it but i'm never going to go back to it and i'm never going to fend more into it but no. as as an example of this type of thing it is certainly up there as one of the best i think it's probably is it better than nodes and arc of Yesod*. yeah maybe I think it is i think it's better maybe, maybe, maybe probably i think it's quite a, it's a little bit less annoying the controls better, yeah. I think is is the main thing. Um, the it's interesting the way you you don't have a jump or anything. You have to sort of build the clouds, don't you? To which kind of remind me of the uh, the Mario power when you have to jump and lay a cloud and then jump and lay a cloud and jump. That that sort of that sort of thing, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah it's alright. Um, pretty pretty one of them. Don't know what else to say really.
0: Yeah, no, quite agree. I quite agree. I couldn't agree more. Um. It is a pretty one of those, and it got the score to go with those, and there's nothing much more to add. You know what? If you like those kind of games, you're going to dig it. And yeah, exactly. It is, and it, is, it does move at a fair old pace. It's nice and nippy, and it's actually a bigger screen area than... Wizard's layer as well, so it's it's nice. I I liked it. Yeah. Um, it just felt that there was a lot to do, and it ran at such a frantic pace, and I just wasn't sure that I was going to survive that long, and I didn't. Because I think that's
1: the thing. That's the thing. Games, you just you don't up...
0: survive long in these games, do you? Really?
1: No. And it's just a it's just a you know mapper's delight, isn't it? Just a yes, another one. Another, another maper, one of those. Yep. Another mapper's delight. You know, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yep. With with lots of teleports flying off all the place and yep. trying to find your power ups and your stuff and your bits yep. and your bobs and your
0: your do uh, do do wackers and your wibble wobbles yeah. and your clankers yep
1: <laughs> yep them clankers and
0: your fast roasters and your rumble seats
1: <laughs> always always with the rumble seat <laughs> all right there you go that's our, our last that's our last one quake. <laughs> so now we're going to move into a a, a new section uncharted a, territory unch, uncharted territories now we we this will probably be a one off and we'll never do it again <laughs> cuz i'm not sure about this
0: cuz i never um, want to but, play those games again but yeah no
1: we don't so we 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 some of these games you know we 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 don't generally to fo- have a foray into these but um zap you know introduced that sort with of the strategy section a few issues back um and so we thought we'd we, as we no longer have the crap but we thought we'd take a foray into a section and we're going to call this section strategy street so won't you come along and join us on strategy street
0: strategy
1: street so we've got three to look at we're probably not going to go into deep dive as much as we did because hey ho (laughs) our, our knowledge of strategy is is slim um but we're gonna have a look at them so our first one is actually a sequel to a game we have actually reviewed back in was it a, a, a episode oh, one part two i was part, gonna say it's one episode part one, one. Or one part two i think it's episode definitely um, episode one or episode two so think, yeah. this is the sequel to lords of midnight which is doom dark revenge which by the way i didn't like at all I'm saying what lords of midnight or Doomdark's no, Revenge? no
0: lords of midnight i don't like
1: no, I don't think we did, no. Because yeah. uh, you'd never played it, had you? You'd heard of it, but never no, played it back it, then, I think. No, I remember. felt like
0: at the time it was just lots of enigmatic pictures of
1: mountains with people on horses. This well, is probably totally different, right? No, 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 no. Take what you've just said and just replace. Just Can you just say the words Doom Dark's Revenge? Doom Dark's Revenge. There you go. Just cut that in to where you say Lords of Midnight a moment ago, and you've just <laughs> described this game. It's the same. It's the same bloody thing. Um, uh,. <laughs> And, I'm, you know, I know a lot of people dig these games, but no, I had enough of this with Lords of Midnight. It's the same thing. And people go, no, it's not. I go, yeah, it is. Um, There's technical wizardry on display here. There's thousands and thousands of different views of blue, uh, blue snowy, you know, mountainscapes and what have you. But it's boring. I'm sorry, it's boring. It's boring and dull. Um, And there's just endless screens of looking south on the forest of Flamriel or the (laughs) mountains of Glimda or the swamp of (laughs) Ponrent or some such. I like fantasy. I really do. Not like this. No, in the words of Not nature, like this. Not like this. <laughs> not There's like There's no this. sense of anything to these games, and I don't get it. I don't understand the appeal. It's so boring. Luxor and some of the characters, one was instantly dead when I played it, at the foot of some mountain. They just wander. No, no. It's just boring. <laughs> so in our first foray down the street of strategy, we stop at number one, <laughs> um, and we knock on the door for Dark's Revenge. And... Uh, <laughs> He, we get bored by endless, uh, endless views of you know, I I get it. Technically, it's very clever. You now, Mike Singleton is he's clearly a very clever programmer and he's got this story to and there's this whole world going on, and everything like that. But it's so boring, just, just it's quiet. And god, oh, no, it's not for me. Did you enjoy it? Um,
0: yeah, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I felt that there was a massive game, there is, but and I, it was probably worth exploring, maybe if you're into it. I didn't get that. I wasn't into it. I just felt like it was. It looked boring, and I, you know what? I I thought you know I thought I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and play this game. So I thought you know what? I'll load it up, and I tried to get into it. I just couldn't. I kept saying saying the same thing over and over again, no matter what direction and which character I was controlled. It said, "You are viewing the blah 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 of the blah blah blah." I got so bored of it. I just then, and then in the end, I fell asleep.
1: So <laughs> in my, game or in yeah, game or in...
0: no, when I was playing it. So it, my yeah. review, my review of it just goes. I'm sick of seeing the same thing over over and over again. Yeah. Boring. And I suspect there's people out there that love it. Um, it's a big sequel and it's got loads of characters of that return. The looks or the moon prints and all these It doesn't mean anything to me. And then what put all that stuff in you want? What I saw in this game was a mountain view and a man on a horse a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it looked to me like it was the same. Mountain view and the same man on a horse. No matter yep. which direction I looked, no matter what I did, and I and, and I looked up the instructions and it didn't really seem to give much away. So not, it's not for me. This, uh, which is kind of a terrifying and awful theme for Strategy Street, really. Yeah,
1: um, well, but we can, I we did, can... I didn't
0: dig it. So no, not for me.
1: No, let's close the door on number one, Strategy Street. Um, yeah. We don't like Doomed Outs Revenge because yeah. let's go knock on door number two. Okay, uh, and see who and see who's there. So who do we ha- have behind door number there two, Graham? <laughs> hey,
0: uh, it's the force. You all right? You're right,
1: love. <laughs> <Yeah>. Close, <story, laughs> Close the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I'm not all right. So I had to, en- <laughs> I had to endure the force. Um, Argus presses magnificent masterpiece of police-based controls of a place. What am I talking about? It's rubbish. So the idea of this game is a strategy game where you control the police force. In a town called Middletown. It could have been Malice, couldn't it? It would have been awesome if it was a town called Malice. Uh, that, would that, been, yeah. that would have have made it monstrous, which it's not. So you spend most of the time looking at this kind of multicolored map, which actually looks a bit like the kind of image you'd see if you saw somebody who had got a really bad infection. And that was the kind of the view you got from their um, DNA results. Well I stared at it long enough and I saw a dolphin in it yeah it's what I'm exactly it's just this blobby massive colors so as a magic eye thing. and I get that it that that is quite impressive in the way that it portrays things so you can control the police and it's down to these kind of square areas and you control the police in those areas and blah 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 and then I'm gonna stop at control of the police because at that point <laughs> boring boring, <laughs> boring 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 it's so dull. Nothing happens. Now Smiggy lit a cigarette on <laughs> Bogner Street. No, do I do I send a task force to deal with it? Um, now, and Claku, the guy from eighty-five Agnon Street, had sold two stereos. Should I investigate? No, no more. No, no. It, it all works in kind of a shift pattern, uh, and I just think they took the F out there. Really, it was just it was it was just awful. I just got—I got a headache trying to make sense of the microscopic, multicolored infection mm-hmm. display. And it was like an infection. It—it it, you know when you see those images on the T of brain scans where someone's got yeah. a really bad tumor, and it like uh-huh. zooms in, and it's like an MRI. So it was like it's the 3D view of a well, it's a it's a slice by slice view of someone's brain, and it zooms mm-hmm. to when you get that multicolored image. Um, it was like that exactly that. So I was. Basically getting a brain hemorrhage, looking at this awful graphic display of police maps, designating them to go and investigate, um, you know, a sparrow that had thrown up in the park and Bobby Klinko had appeared again. Should I go and check out Bobby (laughs) Klinko? It was just just rubbish. (laughs) So, no, 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 no. This was not a great introduction into police-based sci-fi action and it was nothing like what i imagined sci-fi? it would be <laughs> but the only thing i could think of it's nothing it's certainly nothing like um the tv shows of uh the bill or anything that is police-based it's, it's just rubbish um what you could do was control a small amount of police in a small designated a- area and they would investigate things you sent them into and investigate things popped, popped up now and again. Just rubbish, just rubbish, 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 rubbish. It's not a good introduction to Strategy Street, that's for sure.
1: No, this is not going well, is it? I, did it, did I you no play idea. it? Yeah, I played it. I had no idea what I'm doing. I just didn't understand what I was doing. I couldn't well, I could well, You're advance a criminal, time. so you should know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, career criminal, I'm proud of it. Well, did, um, did, did did Diggy Skaggs not appear and nothing, try and no, no, steal your no, tennis was, balls? N- nothing happened. I couldn't advance time. And I just ended up putting as many police on the streets as I could, which I don't think helped. So I had I had a thousand horse patrols everywhere. Yes, <laughs> I yes. Just, I don't know what was going on. I had a I horse couldn't... wall actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not, you not none shall pass. Yes, it's like you know, I thought like, like I was uh, creating some kind of grand national or something. It was just weird, and it was just these blocks and blobs, and you click into some of them, and sometimes you'd be able to do stuff, and the the, the flickeriness of the the pointer yeah. was all over the place, and uh, no. Do you Let's... find it
0: weird that the, it was split into the, those areas that was urban, residential, entertainment, yeah. and industrial? Yeah. No crime ever occurred in the. Um, it was always in residential and entertainment, industrial areas never had no crime in my world. So it was always like probably entertainment and residential. You drug taking bastards in my town. <laughs> in I think it's Middletown. They were all druggies. I was like, I can't control you. I'm just going to wall you in, like escape from New York. You're all done. At least something
1: happened in yours. No, I couldn't do anything.
0: I wanted to. I don't know what I was doing. Why couldn't I wall him in and be the Duke of New York, Hay Number One? That's what I wanted (laughs) to do. Better, yeah. Escape (laughs) from
1: Escape from the Fort.
0: Escape from Middletown.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd watch that if if you were. Did you, uh, by the way,
0: when you played this? I don't know if you played it for long, but did you get the? Message that said, you can't do that. No,
1: this thing happened. I couldn't I couldn't advance anything. I
0: there was told a, all a... the police to attack everyone in, in the residential area of Middletown. <laughs> and it said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. It, it got very, uh, um, that's life, I have to say. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you really can't do that. It turned into Cyril. It was. It was full-on Cyril mode. It went into Cyril mode. And I was like, right, okay, if you can't attack them, then attack everyone in the, in the entertainment area. Stop put, stop the entertainment area taking drugs. I'm sorry, but we really can't do that. It's nothing It's nothing to do with me. It's
1: weird. <laughs> uh, uh, the Force Crap. is rubbish. Crap. It was fest. rubbish. Crap. Last, okay, let's close the door on the Force and let's move along to door number three, where we have Archon 2, Adept. Oh, God. So, uh, right. Uh, I've never played Archon, so I don't know if it, how, how, you know. I didn't play the original, so I have no, no. idea what, what, what it's building upon. So uh, this is... Some kind of, you know, it's an order versus chaos on the small board. It's some kind of, with four elements, the elements, earth, water, air, and fire that make up this board. There are four adepts that can you can move seemingly anywhere on the board. And, you, and I, I think you've got to sort of control the power points or whatever that are yep. dotted about by summoning creatures to go and stand on them. Yep. The enemy will also summon creatures. And when they do, they move, you know, it then moves to a secondary screen yep. where you have a fight. You have a fight. Some of these fights are very one-sided. In the fact that they yeah. usually, in the computer's point of view, um, and then the one who dies wins the square. It's like a yeah. battle chess on the Amiga.
0: Yeah, yeah, very similar.
1: Um, sort of thing. It's very a bit janky. The graphics are a bit blocky. Yep. <laughs> the word you're looking <laughs> for there is crap. <laughs> blocky, crap. <laughs> Block, blocky sprites are a crap. bit crap, and the sound effects are a little crap. crap. <laughs> Blocky. Not, the sound effects are blocky. They felt blocky in my ears. Yeah, they were made up um, of mostly blocky sounds. It was. They didn't go in smoothly. They went in blockily. How <laughs> should <laughs> did not make sounds. Not blockily. <laughs> not blockily. <laughs>
0: not blockily.
1: <laughs> oh my lord. Oh, um, so this is very but it seems there's this i think there's some strategy going on here but there's a problem um and it mentions this in the review um in that there's a spell called apocalypse spell which you just cast on the opponent's base and then it's whoever wins this fight out of the two bases wins the game so it doesn't yep. matter what's going on previous yep. to it yep. it don't matter yep uh, i thought at first that this was it felt it felt when i first started playing it like some weird turn-based moba but it's not it's really no. not. It's, a, it's, a, it's some no. crap variant of chess Yeah. with board and pieces attacking each yeah. other. I, yep. I, it's boring, just a bit rubbishy. And, yep. I, and I'd heard, I've heard good things about Archon 2 and Adept over the years that people quite like it. And yep. I imagine that if you played it in two-player and agreed not to do the apocalypse spell, <laughs> um, as, it, as it says, that's actually what it says in the review, <laughs> yeah. you make a gentleman's agreement, we can't yeah. use the game-breaking game spell. Yeah. You're going to have an okay time, you know, but playing single-player where you can't make that agreement with the computer... Yeah stupid yeah what did you think blockily i have <laughs> <laughs>
0: blockily <laughs> um i might let me read you my review for this i put this, a turn-based team with uh, a turn-based game with dual player shoot-em-up logic in between woven with as much love as it could be with a lot of like and dark magic and arcade strategy and you can pick alignments and you've got all sorts of types of powers and <laughs> that was my review. I fell asleep. Boring, boring, boring. I don't know what he was adept at. I think just navigating this stupid control.
1: <laughs> I think I, an adept I, is like a, it's a, it's a uh, apprentice wizard apprentice. Isn't it? I think I made a
0: small icon attack a large icon and I'm not sure who won. And at that point I thought, you know what, my life is empty. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... I need to fill it with broccoli. So I thought I thought I'm going to
0: go to the shop, buy myself some, you know, nice chicken, and have myself a nice chicken wrap because I like those things and I don't like this at all. Because all the all the things that it pretends to be, and it's, there's a lot of lore in this game, isn't there? In the background, yeah. you know, it's like you uh, know the Archon, light and dark adept is a struggle between two opposing sides. Blah 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 blah. The board is a rectangle with four roughly blah, blah, blah. All of that is elided on me. It didn't matter to me. Um am I smashing somebody's head in with a you know toadstool? Maybe. But am I eating a chicken sandwich? I am, yeah, for real. <laughs> and it and it was real delicious. A bit of uh, a bit of uh, the old um uh, uh spicy sauce as well on there, a bit of reggae do any, reggae. Uh, do
1: you have any veg in there? Maybe a bit yeah. of broccoli. A bit of broccoli, yeah, a bit of broccoli. <laughs> But reggae,
0: reggae. Not, but what I wasn't doing was uh, playing a turn-based game in this nonsense. So my knight in shining, whatever the hell it was, fought their person in shining pants, whatever. I don't know what. I, I lost track of it all. Um, I think th- what what the only interesting thing, the only interesting thing is that if I really, really, really stretched my imagination cord to uh, f- in the future, um. There was a hint, and I mean a hint, like a, like a breath. Like a hair, really. I'm not even sure what you call it. When I played Shining Force on the Sega Mega Drive, um, okay. for a reason I can't explain, I felt a little bit like this was a very, very early precursor to the Shining Force kind of way of things. And maybe it is. Or maybe I was just tripping off the chicken is that I shi- ate because I Shining did Force eat a lot of chicken.
1: Sh- <laughs> maybe you were. Maybe you're going completely clucky. <laughs> um it's shining it's shining i've not played shining force is it like a turn-based thing yeah yeah it's it's
0: if you play shining force and especially the late game it's very similar to this in that you've got the icons that you move not so much the later ones with the fancier graphics but the shining force shining force 2 right. um you click on an icon it moves and you can fight and and, and it is similar to this there's there's yeah. definite leanings is, towards that
1: which is also similar to i mean things like advanced wars and
0: yeah but um, you know
1: what then by then my chicken sandwich was delicious the broccoli had kicked in <laughs> and it was all good so
0: I, I forgot about it but you know i think we've said it before there are sometimes games you play and there's an early very early like you know I, i'd hate to say pre but like a very early stage of <laughs> game development <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I said i hate to say it but you still said it <laughs> you bad bad man
0: a, a very early pre-stage of the game development and I would that's hesitate better. to use that term <laughs> but there it is it's out there
1: now <laughs> precursor precursor oh, I feel ill oh anyway <laughs> I'm going to close that door I'm going to close the door on uh, number three and we're yes. going to walk on out I of strategy street we, Let's walk. I think we've taken the wrong turn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let's never venture down the street again we're, we're taping our pants on that's for sure <laughs> And all, all the edges. Absolutely, I feel yeah. like um, we need to come back to uh, exactly. arcade, arcade avenue. No leaky arcade, leak, a, arcade
0: no, alley. No leaky vents. It's all sealed, but uh, no, it's uh, it's not very good, is it? Really? So those are the three strategy games on Strategy Street. You know, there's a reason why we left it behind. Goodness me, honestly, you know, I've just cracked open an egg. It was a dog egg, and <laughs> it's just there's nothing. They, they hold nothing for me. And this just proves it. Three games in of, uh, now what is one of them is a bona fide super classic. One of them is a piece of egg from a dog. <laughs> and the other one is, you know, an inexplicable, I want to say shining force early, you know, version, but I'm being very kind, really. It's you just, are. it's just, you know, it's just, this is all sorts of, Names you could call them. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not saying it. We've been let's down, leave it we've been down that road now. We've, we've we've we've
1: been down Strategy Street. So we've, shaked that,
0: we've shaked we've that tree. And we've you know we've we've done it. We've grounded coffee. We've done the Agadoo. It's all done.
1: <laughs> I'm kicking the streetlight on the way out. So it goes out. <laughs> leave it in darkness. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's that's all the games you're getting from us this week, and <laughs> with good because Thank God. Let's let's see what's going on in the charts. Um. <laughs> According to uh, Gallup in uh, Commodore User, uh, down to number 10 is Yuya Kung Fu. In at number 9 is Phantom of the Asteroids. Staying strong at number 8 is Kane. (laughs) Um, New in at number number 7 is Ping Pong. New in at number 6 is Zap Sizzlers. New in at number 5 is Bomb Jack. Down to number 4 is Hardball. New in at... Oh, new in at three is V. New in at two is Super Bowl. And at number one is Uridium.
0: And the in interesting thing here will be, let's see how quickly V goes out of that chart.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean Ping pong. And v, the number one game jack. returned for this month would be. <laughs> yeah. V. Um, in CMVG, we once again have the CBM 64 top eight. So at number 10.
0: <laughs> Random. <laughs>
1: Not the top eight anymore. Uh, we have Yeah <laughs> Kung Fu. Nine is Fairlight. Number eight is Phantom of the Asteroids. Seven is Kane. Six is FA Cup Football. Five is Zap Sizzlers. Four Ping Pong. Three Hardball. Two Iridium and and number one is Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Uh, so what was it? it was uh, Micro Office has dropped out of the top eight. Thank God for that. Whatever, or now, whatever it was.
0: Here's a challenge for you. As a little special thing that I've created just for you, and. You don't know about this, so this is okay. totally totally alien and unknown for you. I just presented this little, tiny little game for you that I'd like to call Games or Garbage. So how many of these games that I'm about to present to you from the 83 to 84 are real? And how many of them are actual, <laughs> have I made up?
1: Okay. Okay, okay. so
0: I'm going to read out the names of the games. Are these, are these, C- are these C64 games? These are games of any platform, Possibly. any platform, okay. And all you've got to tell me is which games you think are real and which games you think I have made up out of this list, okay? This is just, okay. I thought it'd be fun just to do for there's a final thing before we disappear. Okay, so, go on. So do you want me to read the list and then you say them or do you want me to read the list one at a time and then you just decide? I,
1: I'll do do them one at a time.
0: Okay, so Gobbler. True. It is true. Space Eggs. False. It's uh, true. Wavy oh, Wavy <laughs> Navy. False. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. It's <laughs> all going to be true. <laughs> Nosh, nosha. True. That's a false one. Oh. Uh, I made that up. Tiny Tots 7. False. That's true.
1: Oh, God.
0: Flippy Lippy.
1: <laughs> false. It's gotta be. That's, that's false. Yeah. Well done.
0: Krell. True. Uh, is true. Monopole 64. <laughs> Monopole? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> got to be true. That is true. Spirty yeah. Spur- Spur- Sam. <laughs> False. That's <laughs> false. And Squonk. True. <laughs> that is true. Well yeah. done. Well done. So you you identified all but one of those, I think. Just so we can recap out of the <laughs> crazy list. The list there was Gobbler, Space Eggs, Wavy Navy, Nosher, Tiny Tot 7, Flippy Lippy, Krell, Monopole 64, Spurty Sam and Squonk. And out of those, the fakes were Nosher, Flippy Lippy and Spurty Sam. <laughs> Just, I thought it would just be fun for you to do that and I, I might uh, do that as a surprise every now and again just to
1: oh, te- to test I've your he- knowledge. I've actually heard of Gobbler. <laughs> but did you ever I'm play I- SpaceX? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Gobbler is a <laughs> Pac-Man ripoff, off isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but I, that's why I put Nosher. <laughs> Nosher. <laughs>
0: takes
1: me back to Blackpool. <laughs> oh dear. And
0: I thought Flippy Lippy. I just thought, Anyway, it doesn't matter what I thought. and spe- <laughs> Sperty Sam was too far. but at the, Sam was... A, but was the fact a... that there was a game called Monopole. <laughs> yep. Not Monopoly. Monopole 64. That was on the same page as Krell. Not Krull, but Krell. Krell.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we, oh, I love the
0: idea of Tiny Top 7. That is not a game about what you think it is, let me tell you. So. Is it not? No. That's good. And Squonk is a typing adventure.
1: Bound Well, what else could it be? <laughs> what else could it be? All right. Um, before we go, what we got next issue. Uh, what did we look at? Did, we, did I say what we looked at? No, you've got to do that uh, as well. Come on. All right. What, what did we look at? So we looked at uh, this episode. We've looked at Spellbound, International Karate, Bomb Jack. We looked at some films. Mostly <laughs> you, say, what, you, say, you said Bomb Jack. I did Bomb Bomb Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. did it on purpose. <laughs> I went on French. Bomb Jack. Bomb Jack. Next week, next month, we'll be leaderboard golf, Munchatel. Now we're bouncers, ping and stack quack. Stack Yeah. Yeah. And then we we Bomb Jack. St- <laughs> we took a sojourn on Strategy <laughs> Street. Where we were, yeah, oh, we didn't like him. Doomsday Revenge, Doomsday Revenge. Sorry, the force was not with us. No, um, it was and not. Ar- and Arcon Two adept at nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Bob's next, yak. N- <laughs> uh, next week, uh, yeah, in the next, okay. uh, so in the next couple of episodes, we'll be looking at uh, Acrojet. <laughs> okay. Biggles, possibly. Uh, so just to say, by the way, um, uh, over the next from next issue, Zap uh, actually introduced a budget section. That's right, they do. So there will be a lot of games. Um, so we are going to sort of break that off into probably, like we did with Strategy Street, we'll probably have that at the end where we'll look at some of the budget titles. Cheapskate um, Parade. <laughs> yeah, something like that, whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then... then yeah so that'll be that so some of these are going to <laughs> drop into there some of them we've already looked at before so the conan's reviewed again i think breakdance in there we're, uh, we're looking at we're looking at bombo <laughs> bombo booty i think is in the boulder three uh we probably won't look at golf construction set hess games or Heath he's games, games.
0: Yeah, hess, i don't he's. know
1: uh, leaderboard Ooh. Uh, we get we get to look at max headroom mermaid madness i'm guessing that's rubbish there's loads of games here: Moon Shuttle, Neutral Zone, New York City, Ollie's Follies, Popeye.
0: Also, let me just say, right, I'm just putting this out there. <laughs> Can you those, say what well, these are? Real
1: games or those not? Those
0: four <laughs> games, <laughs> I'm going to say those those sound like I'd made them up. They're awful.
1: What game is just called New York City? What is that about? It's just, like, oh, it's just
0: New York City. We're,
1: just- We're going to find out. Price of Magic is adventure. Quest Pro Popeye, well, Rage, Raging Beast. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Red Hawk's adventure. Return of the Space Warriors. Okay. Ghost of Abaddon. Uh, uh, Sentinel. Oh. I don't think that, I don't. I don't think that that's not the Sentinel.
0: No, it's not. It's. It's It's still a. Uh, it's, uh, it's still a. I don't s, know. <laughs> it's got a s next to it, so it's. It's got Sizzler. Sizzler. That's the, Shake- the other word I was going to say. Sausage then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sausage. Bow, 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 bow. It is. I'm going to put that image on this post, but somehow.
1: Seamus <laughs> Sh- Slamble Solo Flight Plus,
0: oh, which is going to be just
1: like AcroJet.
0: I can tell that that's boring already.
1: Oh, we also get to live out our adventures on the Southern Bell. What is that a train? Yeah, it's the one we looked at the crap <laughs> for. for. Um, and also uh, World Cup Carnival Ariba Ariba, which mm. I'm pretty sure is the ripoff one. So. You have that lot to look forward to over the next couple of episodes. I'm looking uh, I'm really
0: looking forward to New York City and neutral zone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: electro uh, <electric, laughs> neutral
0: neutral zone, electra, yeah. neutral zone the Electro the Electro New York City. Yeah, uh, Neutralise that, yeah. Uh, uh, there, are, there are games in that list which are not moon shuttle neutral zone, New York City and Ollies, Follies. i not Well sure actually, I I'm pretty that,
1: sure though where wasn't neutral zone in all his follies weren't there those crap adverts we looked at for yes. uh, electric dreams
0: yes we know we'll we'll what we know. What, like. we know what's going to happen there up there with hess games it's going to be Kekola.
1: well hess games has got a sizzler yes that doesn't mean anything though does it no true true doesn't. ratings have right.
0: gone to pot in this issue of zap <sighs> and, and i'm i'm beginning to wonder just as a General comments since we looked at the chart. Are the ratings in Zap going a bit wild? Let's let's see where we go in the next episode. Because we've we have not noted it, but we have noted when we're doing the game reviews, we've often said this sounds a this game's a bit wild for its review. Let's see if it's a theme, because maybe in the letters section of this issue, they were criticized for having favouritism. And they got pretty heavily criticized by let in a letter to the to the magazine. So let's see what happens next issue.
1: Mm, well, let's see. Because, yeah. I think on that note, we need to finish. We do. This has been a very long night of recording. It has. <laughs> it has. So, um, on that note, I have been Adrian Mills. I have been Graham Raddings. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Graham Neutral Zone Raddings. <laughs> I have been Graham <laughs> Neutral Zone Raddings. And I have been Adrian Bombjack Mills.
0: <laughs> Adrian Bombjack. It's Adrian, uh, Adrian Mills. Adrian, bon
1: bonjour, Mills. Bonjour, Mills. <laughs> bonjour. And we have been Zap to the Past. Zap to the Good. Past. <laughs> that was terrible French. That was terrible. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Good. Au revoir. Adios. Au revoir. Ta-ta. <laughs> See
0: you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Zap to the Past podcast.